morning, good evening, good afternoon. As long as it's all good, we want to welcome you to the House That Happens, sponsored by Shuey's Bar and Grill, the only place to be in suburban Etobicoke, voted four times the best dive bar in the city. We'd like to think it's the best dive bar in the world. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And we're just going to let you know that Shuey's is a little bit of hiatus, but they're building it from the ground up. And when you get back, it'll no longer be a dive bar. It'll be a sensational place for you to see sports and music like you've never seen before. How are you doing this week, buddy? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, again, we're doing the show a little bit early this week because I have a busy weekend. I'll be working at a Humber on Saturday, and I'm going camping on Sunday morning. Which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in the middle of winter, but hey, that's hey, your, your choice. It's more luxurious than summer camping. You get a yurt. It's heated. It's got electricity. Yeah. They give you a barbecue. Carly, Blue Mountain? Algonquin. Oh, Algonquin. Even yeah. cooler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One okay. of my favorite spots on earth. Okay. Well, and, I, and I haven't been up there in, in, in who knows how long. So that's pretty cool because I shouldn't bash camping because as long as you're indoors, I'm going to feel good about it, so yeah. to speak. I, I would just like to start to say I, I think it's been one of the most interesting weeks for the second. Oh, no. This is basically the second week of the year. Yeah, yes. It is. Yep. The most interesting things that have happened that have uh, uh, blown my mind, on a Canadian level, I think we should have do a quick shout out to the history of Canada, Mr. Ed Broadbent. I've never voted NDP in my life, but one of the greatest statesmen in Canadian history has died today, so I think we should shout out to our listeners. If you don't know who Ed Broadbent is, please check him out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And number two is I'm never watching the Jimmy Kimmel show again as long as I live. <laughs> Oh, my God. So That's uh, all I got to say. I'm never watching the Jimmy Kimmel show again. I mean, I never watched. I don't think he's funny. But uh, you've heard that uh, Aaron Rodgers won't be on Pat McAfee for the rest of the year, right? Yeah, because they're going to wait till next year, right? Well, you know what the deal is there, right? All uh, misinformation, they're saying. Well, well, it, more than that. So Pat McAfee's on which network? ESPN. Who owns Corporate, ESPN? Disney. Jimmy Kimmel's on what network? And the story. ABC, which is owned by Disney. Yes, yes. But he's coming back next year, right? That's what they say. Yeah, but they're not going to let him come on for that period of time. Yeah. This is, you know what? It's all a matter of opinion, people. It's all a matter of opinion. Whatever you want to believe, believe. I believe that leprechauns ride unicorns. So that's where I want to take it on that note. But I'm just going to say one thing. If you Let's really be brief because we don't want to be a political show either. We're a sports show. However, I happen to see everything live. And yes, um, Aaron Rodgers made an offhand comment. He did not accuse Jimmy Kimmel of anything. However, what Jimmy Kimmel had with his form, and and in the past, how you can ridicule, question a man's intelligence, question his integrity, question everything about a human being is. And I think the reason that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be on a while because he specifically pointed out that he did not say that. But number two... If you were interested and you get to go back to see the show, he laid out some very important facts that the world went through during COVID times that were no longer validated. We know now that some things went left of center in the heart of that were yeah. wrong. And if you were on that side of the fence, you were ridiculed. And let's get one thing straight. I am not an Aaron Rodgers fan. <laughs> no, neither am I. Okay, we know what division he plays for and, and we know what team I played for. However... During those times, I may say this, and uh, we're going to drop it right here. I had to pay $40 a week to go to work because I didn't have a job. Because mm-hmm. I thought things were left to center personally from research that I did. And I thought, this is a little weird. I'm going to take a step back. 
a company. Well, it even some people didn't even have that option. It was like get the jab or you're fired. Oh yeah, that's yeah. which was wrong. Now, in hindsight, there's a number of things. That, the lockdown is now considered the worst thing that ever happened. But we're not a political. It's up there. Oh yeah, there. what what it has done for society is is ridiculous. The, yep. the residue is going to be going on for years. So I just want to say um, I have to shout out to Aaron Rodgers for standing his ground, being honest. Taking the shots, and now he might not. I heard he's coming back to start next football season. Is it? I hope. Or I hope, or they're not I hope that they don't completely ditch him for this. But, like, people online are, like, ruthless. You, you think Aaron Rodgers is the devil. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's all, like, from this, like, COVID stuff. It's like, guys, come on. Like, it's get over, over with it. now. Exactly. But what if you really, if you, if you listen to what he says and you follow the truth, including a book by uh, RFK Jr. on Dr. Fauci, mm -hmm. which is out there. And Fauci didn't sue <laughs> RFK because he had the facts down. Yep. So obviously there's a lot of misinformation that came from the side of the people that were doing the lockdowns and all that. And we should end it there because uh, we're just respecting Aaron Rodgers' position and, and it just lets the world know that sometimes you're going to have to take a kick for telling the truth. Is that where we're at? Absolutely. Okay. Any shout-outs for you? Uh, well, I'm not so much of a shout-out as uh, a little bit of news here in Formula 1. Gunther Steiner, the breakthrough star of Drive to Survive, is out at Haas F1 as team principal. Um, not so much a surprise from my end, seeing where the trajectory of this team has gone down, but uh, nonetheless, a great personality that we'll lose. I'll uh, I'll miss him, uh, at least in that regard. I hope he finds a place, at least in like broadcasting or something, because he's oh, too, yeah. too much of a character to just completely pass up oh, on. Oh, I, I remember when you got me to watch it. He was one of the most fascinating characters at the time I watched from the beginning of Drive to Survive. But I, I'd like to compare him to this. He's like a coach that went... Uh, 10 and 4 in his or 10 and 7 in sure, his first sure. year in football and now he's running a 3 and 14 team is that how you would explain it yeah. maybe not that bad but oh yeah he he it was decreased since he's been there but a, a great guy and part of it is like if you don't have the money you don't compete no but i mean uh that's it wasn't really about the money here like from what i understand Gene Haas he's making more than enough money. He's not looking to sell. Even though the team's last, it's like he's still laughing about how much he's making. Agreed. Um, Agreed. And then uh, Ao Kamo Atsu, I hope I got that right, is taking over as team principal. He was kind of like the technical guy. I imagine last year he probably saw a bunch of things that weren't going down. He's going up to the head boss like, hey. Uh, you know what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. I'd be doing it this way. I'd be do doing it this way. So uh, That's the way it always works. Yeah, um, I mean, it's the way it should work. It's, we want to see the best thing here for uh, all the teams. Uh, so uh, best, best of luck to him and Haas yes. going down. Uh, Haas is the little guy. I obviously want to see them succeed. So uh, Very much so. Yeah. Very much so, so to speak. Any other shout-outs you'd like to give? Uh, not really, but I imagine you were quite excited by the uh, college football final Okay, let's Monday. do it. Let's get it there. This is where I wanted exactly shout-out. I was so happy on Monday night because I've been a lifelong fan of the University of Michigan, and I was able to sit down and say, this is how the game is going to be played. I was getting, sitting with my good, good friend Darren Brady, and he said, how come Michigan's running the ball so much? I said, they're going to wear these guys down and then crush them like a bug. I think I, I predicted before the game started that Michigan win, but would win by 10 or more. They won by 20. 21. 21, to be exact. Um, absolutely dominating performance by the University of Michigan. Big shout-out to J.J. McCarthy, Corkum. And here's an interesting thing about the game. 
I want to shout out to uh, Mr. Edwards, who scored the first two touchdowns of the game, a 46-yard run and a 42-yard run, and their second, third longest runs in the history of uh, the championship game in the playoff era. Mm-hmm. This guy last year stepped up late in the season because Corgum, who I don't think is going to be a good pro, loved the kid, great player. Um, he That tells you what kind of team they had because he stepped in when a guy was injured, performed admirably, then had to go to the back seat again. But once he got his opportunity in the big game, had two big plays. And I think we're going to see, remember this now, 2024, Michigan Wolverines, the natty champion. You're going to see four or five of those guys on the defense as all pros in the NFL. Oh, okay. I like um, that. One is a cornerback, two linemen, and one of the linebackers. You will, I don't know their names. I'll know you now. It's just too many. It takes too much time. But the biggest question is this. I want to thank Jim Harbaugh for going through all the nonsense that he had to go through in order to get a national champion. But now he's beaten Ohio State three years in a row. He's been to the playoffs three years in a row, and, he, and it's mission accomplished. My question is, where is he going to end up in the NFL? But um, it's a big question. And big shout out to him for bringing the family in because it's really nice when you see an event where you see sons, daughters, mom, dad, uh, nephews, nieces, and it was a great celebration. God bless the University of Michigan. Go blue. Yeah, and a, a great story here from Michigan. The first few years was yes, looking a little like, mm, what's going on here in Michigan? But, uh, I mean, you can't deny how the last three years have gone. They were going to run him out of town because we had oh, lost. Oh, they were to, ready. Yeah, because we had lost to Ohio State. What, his first three years, I believe. We lost to Ohio State. And then the main reason, and now. And they it, had losing records for a lot of those first few years. No, they no. They or, had, or, or, at least went, in the conference. Yeah, no, they, they didn't win a conference and they lost to Ohio State. But just to tell you how intense the rivalry is one of the biggest rivalries in North America is Ohio State and Michigan. Mm-hmm. The coach on Ohio State now is on the firing line because he's lost to Michigan three years in a row. So it doesn't matter that last year he was in the playoffs. doesn't matter that he's uh, 12 and 13 and 1 every year. He's lost to Michigan three years in a row. And that just tells you what a Hatfield-McCoy kind of situation this really is. But big shout out to University of Michigan and all their alumni, all the people that came out. Most importantly of all, it was good to see um, in one of the press boxes. Did you see it was in the press box? No. Michael Jordan, Jeter, oh. and the crew all cheering for Michigan. I did wow. not know this, that Jordan's got an academy set up in Michigan, so he's become very close to the University of Michigan. Really? And Jeter was supposed to well, go Well, they, they're outfitted by Jordan, right? What's that? Michigan, they're and, outfitted and, by Jordan, right? No, they're outfitted by Nike. No, but it's the Jordan. The they Jordan, have, yes, specifically they under the Jordan label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're, they're, so they're, they're, they're all Michigan all the time. And Jeter, who's from, uh, um, he's just outside of Detroit. Right, So right. He, he's a lifelong Michigan guy. Him and Brady have gone together to, um, you know, when they have the freshman year stuff and they come in, they want speakers to go. Sure. Jeter and Brady have gone at the same time to, uh, I was surprised they didn't see Brady on Monday night, but he's got probably so many other commitments because he had big shout outs I heard on, Twitter X or whatever this stuff. I'm gonna get you're gonna show me how to get a, an X account. I need an X account. Uh, I don't know what for. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what for. Yeah, I don't know what for either. To okay, be honest. Okay, but I just thought about it the other day. Well, so you could tweet at Overdrive and tell them that they suck. Oh yeah, that, yeah. That's things. <laughs> that's like, a quick way to get blocked on uh, on Twitter. Oh, is it? Yeah. You can't say you suck. Uh you can, but at your own risk. But you can't give a reasonable explanation. Well, it's all up to the other person. If they're like, I'm sick of you, they can just block you. Oh, I would never. I would never be derogatory. I would never be completely derogatory. I'm just saying. They- I, I, I would like to say sometimes when people say outrageously ridiculous things when they don't know what they're talking about, 
You go, ah, Fair enough, on. but you have a way of saying things sometimes. Really? <laughs> really? Ask Peter. Okay, I've improved. I've improved, I think. <laughs> anyways, I think. anyways, uh, any other shout-outs before we go on? Uh, that's about it. Then the next thing we should be talking about is the state of the Toronto Raptors since they made that kind of blockbuster trade. Could you call it a block, bu- bu- blockbuster trade? Uh, I would say so. Okay. And any as of- close as you're going to get to one, at least in the midseason. Exactly. And not only that, I just want to frame it this way because, as you guys all know, I watch more games than everybody. I listen to more sports than anybody because it gives me an idea of, like, am I right or wrong? Get you to fact check and all this kind of stuff. I really do believe that it's going to be one of those trades that goes down that's good for both teams. I mean, it certainly looks like it from the Raptors' perspective. Well, um, the Knicks have been undefeated since Anobi's been in the lineup, by the way. Sure. They're 5-0 and there. However, let's just talk about the difference in playing the New York Knicks and the Toronto Raptors. People seem to have forgotten that. We've just won a championship four years ago. Five now. Okay, five. Yeah, it'll be five years ago. But still, that's within the realm of a... I mean, I forget that half the time because it, it feels like a lifetime ago sometimes. That's because we live in a TikTok world and everything's in the moment. <laughs> no, I think it's because word. this team doesn't play like they were... You know, everyone's gone. Yeah, agreed. But, they, they okay, it takes a while to restructure. Maybe it's taking a little bit longer than expected. However, the New York the Knicks are a brand. They are a historic team in the NBA. You know that a lot of people south of the 49th parallel were not happy with the, the Larry O'Brien coming north to Toronto because you've heard enough talking heads and morons out there who discredited Toronto. Oh, oh. Stephen A. Smith, number one. Okay, I didn't want to bring up his name. He's got enough plus publicity as it is. But, yeah, guys like him that have really um, bashed. Oh, what if Durant didn't get hurt? Yeah, well, what, oh, if, my what if I had six numbers instead of one? I'd be a millionaire. But the point being is we had about brands that ESPN, so to speak, um, champion and what they want. Like, okay, when it's Christmas Day, who's playing? Celtics, Lakers, Knicks, Knicks. Uh, Golden State, whatever. Toronto's been on one. Two. Two Christmas. One in like 2000 and then one. There was well, like that's a- just to get them in the door. Okay, we respect the Toronto. And then when well, that, the that was also Vinsanity. Oh, yeah, Vincent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Well, there's two reasons because it yeah. was marketing purposes. In any event, I've been watching basketball since I was a kid. And have you seen what went on, especially in the fourth quarter of that Laker game the other night? Ugh. Because they, ESPN and, and, and the whole basketball thing has got to be worried about the situation with Lakerland right now because they're outside looking in at the play-in right now. Yeah. Which the NBA created. Uh, no, no, that's not true. They're ninth in the in the West. Then they won the last two games. That's they're right. ninth, They're they're at five hundred right now. They're right. Ninth. So yeah. they they're now in the play in, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're ninth. Okay. In any event, I don't know how you can say when the Raptors, who scored seventy points in the paint in the Laker game, got two foul shots, the Lakers got twenty three. Ridiculous. Did you hear our boy Darko go off at the press conference? Oh, I love him even more now. Everybody in Toronto is backing the guy. I heard a lot of people. Um, he hasn't got fined yet, has no, he? No, he did. 25000 Only twenty five. That's Well, that's status quo for... I heard he was going to get 50 because he went right off. He says the next time we're not going to... We won't even show up. <laughs> that was just epic. But you know what it says to me? An interesting thing was when they asked LeBron after the game, and LeBron's slick, and he's the face of the NBA, and I'm not taking anything away from one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen play in my lifetime... But sometimes these guys are just as phony as anybody else when they ask LeBron about the discrepancies 
And he said, I didn't notice. <laughs> Wait, LeBron, you're one of the greatest basketball player of all time. Arguably the best. Well, to be fair, when you're in the moment, you're probably not even thinking about like, oh, they've had this many. Especially when you're like in that situation where you're like the benefactor of it. Wait a second. Anthony Davis got breathed on and he got three fouls. One time he didn't even touch the guy. I agree. I you, agree. You know what I mean? And then when um, quickly went down the lane and made a basketball move, they called it a flagrant. It was a six. He was out of the game. So that was the get worst. They couldn't even challenge that one. No, and they couldn't challenge it. He was there. And everybody and their brother said, the guy moved his face into his elbow. Where was quickly going to go? Yeah, that was stupid. Okay. And then he had to go and sit down. And then we, we couldn't catch up then because quickly was having an amazing game. Big shout out to RJ Barrett. For turning his game around, because if you remember a couple games ago when the Raptors made a run, Boucher was on the floor and Barrett didn't get on. And there was a bit of a, he had a little bit of a huff and then Darko took him aside and said, you got to go with the flow of the game, which I agree with. Mm -hmm. Like uh, LeBron, if you're not on the floor and the other team's on a 16-0 run, LeBron, you're not getting back on the floor. That's sure. basketball nature. But since then, he's averaged almost 30 points a game. I do believe that the Raptors are going to make a run to get into the play, play in. I'm not going to say I hope so, but we, again, we need another big, especially with uh, Pirtle out. Pirtle, that was a bad time to be in love. By However, the way, I loved that shirt that Pirtle wore, the Looney Tunes one. Oh, it's great. You said, I thought you'd yeah, like yeah. that. I thought I seen that. Yeah, I meant to text you. Yeah. When I see it, oh, I, I saw said, it. Don't okay, worry. And I said, oh, my boy, Mr. Milani must just love that. However, here's an interesting thing going on. Biambo Biambo, is that how you say his name? This guy's a beast on Memphis. I like the guy. I thought he was solid there. He got released today by the Memphis Grizzlies. The Toronto Raptors would not hurt in picking this guy up. He's not going to score a million points because they don't need it, but he's going to bang on the board and play some defense. I'm not really sure why Memphis let him go because the last couple of scenes I played him, he was playing 20-some minutes a night. And Wait, he was they released Bismack? Yeah. Wow. yeah. They just released him today. I mean, I guess his... Point totals are low, but I mean, that's not why he's in there. But look him. at he's what eight rebounds. You see his number? He's eight rebounds, uh, and... uh six, re six and a half rebounds a game. But he hasn't been playing enough, a couple assists a game, too. Exactly. And, and it's he's got the intangibles, what the Raptors need. Hey, I loved Bismack when he was here, he just kind of priced himself out of town. Well, I think we should bring him back. He, I, I agree. He, he could be something that uh, the Raptors could use right now because. They gave L.A. Clippers a run for their money last night. Mm -hmm. And the reason they didn't pull it out is because they they were like four. They gave up some offensive rebounds. You know what I mean? Or like defensive rebounds in their zone they didn't right, get. Right. So about four or five possessions they could have got with Pirtle or somebody else. That was the difference in the game because I think the Clippers ended up winning by eight. But the game was a lot closer sure. than that going down the run. Big shout out to Kawhi Leonard for getting the $150 million extension. Yeah, yeah. I heard uh, Paul George has an extension Coming right up. around the corner, too. If you're not watching basketball this year, and I loved Kawhi in Toronto, he is easily playing top five in the league this year. Mm -hmm. I watch a lot of West Coast games. Kawhi is playing vintage Kawhi, both ends of the floor. Agreed. And now that Harden has learned to fit in, and with Westbrook coming off the bench, these guys are now, they're 13-1 since December. Yeah, they, they really turned it around after they, they, uh, a questionable it, start, shall we say? Or a questionable start since uh, getting Harden. Or not... Um, yeah, Harden. No, no, Harden, yeah. It, and Ty Lue is their coach, I believe, right? Yep. 
one of the best coaches in the NBA. He knows how to work these guys in. So. Not bad for someone we thought was uh, LeBron's puppet a few yeah, years ago. There you go. And now look <laughs> at him. But I'm telling you, I, I'm right now, I'm on the Los Angeles Clippers bandwagon, mostly because I love Kawhi so much, which leads us to the when we were talking about branding. And I'm going to tell you what the NBA, if the Lakers miss the playoffs or don't get the play, of course, my heart's going to be purple piss. But the other thing that we have going on in the NBA, and that's our last little thing to talk about the NBA because the season's still only early and it's going is, how did Draymond Green only get 12 games? Okay, now it's 14 because he's practicing with the team and he's getting it inside. By the way, the New Orleans Pelicans beat the Golden State Warriors last night by 40 points. I don't care who you are. Getting beat by 40 points? No, it's embarrassing. You know what I mean? So... Another brand, because we're talking about a dynasty. Uh, if they if they go off the end of the cliff, I don't really give a damn. I'm sick of we always got to take these teams because it's, it's trending that way. 100. Now the the thing is now that Draymond's going to come back, is he going to right the ship? I'm saying nah, no, and I, I hope they don't. That. But anyways, when you talk about player safety, integrity of the game, blah 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 blah. There's two incidences this week that I have to take a step back. One of them is that horrendous refereeing in the fourth quarter of the Laker game Mm -hmm. and the fact that Draymond Green only got 12 games. Should have got 20. Should have got 20. Should have got 25. Okay, even better. The house that happens say when you're that stupid, we have no respect for you. Go home and sit for a while. Oh, and by the way, NBA ratings. Oh, hold on. I just want to ask you. So Draymond... Said that he's an end to his antics. Are you buying stop that? It. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, and I'm going to stop cheering for Michigan. Come okay, on. There we go. No, no, no. I, I think what he's going to do is I think that he's going to curtail the um, the blatant stupidity. But if you think that Draymond is not going to jump up and look at a referee, which is a league problem, they should just, just start tacking the guys. If you look at the referee... Twice, deck you. I'm getting sick of every time they go down there, someone, everyone's got their arms up looking for the ref. It, 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 it takes away from the game. And not only that, the ratings are down a little bit in the NBA. That has a lot to do with the fact that the football killed them over the playoffs because they're scheduling with yeah, football I, on the weekend. I mean, I'm I, I'm not going to say like or panic about any of the ratings right now because especially like when we're still in football mode. Exactly. And after, the come. after, yeah, like once we get past conference championships, then like I'll start to like look at the NBA ratings and not take them with such a big grain of salt. Exactly. That, well, that's how it seems to go every year, but they've taken a bigger hit this year than usual. Even though they, they peaked, they had a spike during the in-season tournament. Yep. And then they went down because one of the things I said, if you check the record of every team after the, there's no load management, remember? We're cutting back on that. Really? Check after the in-season tournament and how many guys sat their ass down within the first six games of that tournament. Everybody did. Sure. But, I mean, you're looking at the games played at this point compared to last year. It's a major improvement. Oh, agreed. Agreed. 100%. There's only one more shout-out I hate to say because every day when you watch sport shows and everything that they should go, I hate the Boston Celtics. Does everyone know that? I hate the Boston Celtics. But if you're not thinking about Jason Tatum as a kid, because you always hear about... Uh, Nikola Djokovic, who's just freaking the funniest, greatest character in the NBA. You can talk about him. We got to talk about our boy Shea. You got to talk about Luka Doncic. So these guys Giannis. are all, Giannis, okay? But if you don't have Jason Tatum as a candidate for MVP on the best team with the best record in the NBA right now, we got a problem. Yeah. 
Usually, you know what I mean? You, if you're the best team in the league, you, you should have somebody that's probably some time of uh, MVP candidate. Sure. I think Tatum poured in 40 last night, and they barely beat my um, um, Edwards, Anthony Edwards and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Great basketball game, by the way. And then the, the game beside it was the Pelicans kicking the Golden State by 40 points. So that happens in every what sport. What a contrast. Oh, yeah, yeah. The back-to-back <laughs> games. The doubleheader, ESPN, ABC. Oh, gee, that worked out well for you, didn't you? You got a, an absolutely magnificent game and one that was unbearable. But, I mean, Tatum, like, sixth in league scoring, at least in uh, points per game. Clutch shooting yeah. is one of your MVPs. This guy is one of the best clutch shooters in the NBA. Yeah, you can't and, hate. You know, exactly. I can hate the Celtics, but I won't, I won't hate the player. How's sure, that? Okay. Sure. Anyways, next. What do you want to talk about? We gotta we gotta throw something in about sometimes what I consider my favorite sport. You know what that is, and what is the state of the Toronto Blue Jays, bro? What's the state of baseball free agency? Thank you. What is going on? This is like I, I compared this uh, in our pre-show meeting to uh, the Bryce Harper year, where it took. I mean, mind you, there it was a little bit different, as you pointed out, where we're still waiting for that big domino to fall. Here, the big domino did fall, but. Two the other pieces just yeah, exactly. And then the other pieces just haven't fallen accordingly. It's weird. Well, it's beyond my, uh, my one of my favorite guys, and I'll shout out to him anytime I can. Well, explores it's the PTI show with uh, Kornheiser and Wilbon, and these guys are lifelong baseballers. Mm-hmm. Like they, oh yeah. yeah, they're huge baseball guys, and they both alluded to the fact that there's just something weird this year about how many guys are still on the market and nobody's touching them. Like right now, so, okay, let's just look at the Toronto. We're not going to waste a lot of time. Even though we're only, what, 30 days, 42 days away from catchers and... Pitchers and catchers reporting, Reporting, okay. So I just took a little list out here at the top. Nobody's touched Jordan Montgomery. Nobody's touched JT Martinez. Our boy Chapman, I think, has talked his way out of town. Yeah. Um, So is Merrifield. Oh, Merrifield definitely not coming back after his comments and a couple other things have been said lately. Nobody's touched Cody Bellinger. Um, I just, Rise Hoskins isn't there. I don't want Sonny Gray because I think he's too old. But I'm a firm believer, and we talked about this pre-show. It wouldn't be a bad thing to start the season with six starters. No, absolutely not. You know? A little bit of an insurance policy there. And what's so guaranteed about our our relief corpse, which was pretty solid. Oh, nothing's guaranteed about relief pitching in baseball. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm just saying we have our so-called everyday closer who by the end of the year made me nervous every time he came to the mound. But that could be wearing Taron Romano because he's not a big guy. Why don't he we didn't go- have the collapse like he did the year before. No, he, he held his own. But still, you know how many games we talked about in the fall when he came out there? We were looking one eye at the screen, one eye the other way. The The bottom line is there's a guy like Hader out there. Is he asking for too much money? I don't know. It's, is he asking for too much money? Did the owners get together and we're like, oh, we're going to keep salaries down? Like, I don't know either. But what's I, going I, on? I'm not, we're not exactly calling conspiracy, but like something weird is, up. Exactly. And the only one that spent any money is the Los Angeles Dodgers. And since then, they're spending more. And then I'm, we're starting to hear that they're in the market for Montgomery and Snell. I mean, why not at this point? Oh, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> Just throw, throw it all at the wall. Oh, no, they want to win. This is it now. Because, like, the only time they won the World Series was in the weird COVID year. 2020. Yeah. They beat Tampa Bay. Yeah, so they want to they really establish themselves in 162 games as the season yeah. goes on. But before we leave the Blue Jays and all us fans out here are starting to go, I just want to say, think about this team and where we're going. First of all, we don't have a third baseman. Yep. 
Who's going to be the left-handed power hitter in the outfield? Who is going to be backing up Romano and everybody in the bullpen? Who's going to play second base? The guy we got from the Yankees can't hit? I hope not. Uh, I'm scared. I'm scared, Cruz. I'm nervous, too. I am nervous, too. Baltimore looks poised to win this division for the next 10 years. Yankees just got Juan Soto. You know they're going to be good. And they added uh, Verdago and a couple relief guys. So the Yankees have made significant moves to improve. Even Boston has made a few lineup changes to go. And They're a wild card. They could go either way. But still, there's the chance that they're better than the Jays. And we never know what's going to happen with Tampa Bay because they have a history of just showing up and going, here we are now. Yeah, but Tampa also has kind of like a roller coaster history. It looks like they kind of reached, the, I'm anticipating them to kind of come back down to earth. But again, like you can't. 2020, sure. they were in the World Series. They made the playoffs last year. They made the playoffs three of the last four. Yeah, but they keep losing guys, though. That's my point. But it's something about their farm system or something. So, anyways, I'm saying Tampa Bay is always a wild card. We I think that, I think that Tampa Bay could be a 500 team, but playoffs, I think, is I would bet against them making the playoffs. That's just so. That's who do you point. say? Just it doesn't make any sense to say it, but since it's January 11th, mm-hmm. 2024, who's going to be in last place in the American League East this year? When all said and done. Ain't going to be the Yankees. No, it's not going to be Baltimore. It's not going to be Baltimore. Dear God, mm. I hope it's not the Jays. Uh, okay, we won't. Oh, I, can, I don't think I could handle that. I just want to say that there's two things that I keep hearing over and over again. We are uh, improving the baseball experience, and we can do this internally. Doesn't that just sound like PR bullshit? It makes me want to go... Uh follow the Argos next summer instead. We will be doing that, bro. <laughs> we will be doing that. In any event, good luck. Everybody pay attention. Hope we make some signings in the next week, which I'm not really sure is going to happen, but we'll go from we'll there. See. Which moves us into the most emphatically overblown. Can the press talk about anything else besides the Toronto Maple Leafs in the city, bro? Oh, I'm, just relieved, right I'm just relieved this contract drama is finally over. I've been bugging you about it, but you seem to be pretty confident that they're going to be able to sustain a team in the next few years. Yes. Having only 11 guys in the league making over $10 million in the Toronto Blue Jays. Will, Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs have four. Yeah, four. However, that's well, going to change. Just for one year. That's going to change, though, because you think a few guys around the league, that $10 million mark is going to be, I'm saying by 25-26 season, there'll be 20 guys in the league making, um, making that kind of money. Sure. You know yeah, I, mean? I agree. Like, like, was it like Miko Ranton on Colorado? He's right around the corner. You know, he's going to be asking for like 11 mil plus. Okay. Maybe even 12. Okay, he's going to be there. I think that the Jersey guys dodged the bullet because they've got Jack Hughes. They locked everyone in early. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. And that seems to be a very, you know what I mean? That that, that could be it. If you, I mean, obviously, if you can lock in those guys, you obviously do it. But that's not, I mean, the Leafs didn't have that option, obviously. Oh, they waited too long, maybe? I, I don't, don't think, know. I don't think that option was ever there. You know what? I have an interesting theory. All these guys that signed in early, the Jack Hughes's, the Cole Caulfield's, uh, the Nick Suzuki, uh, there's a guy in Minnesota, when I was noticing this, and they're all getting good money. Sure. Well. They're all 5'10 or less. There has to be some sort of like doubt or, you know, some Achilles Somebody's whispering in their ear, this is a tough sport. You don't know where you're going to be in a few years. And Hughes signed before that breakout year, right? Exactly. Meanwhile, the Leafs, like all those guys had 60 plus points on their rookie seasons. Exactly. So, yeah, there is a difference there. But you know what I'm saying? Like a a lot of the smaller guys, 
took the bag. And I didn't take the giant bag. Right. But he was just making one. He'll be making 7.2 or 8.7. I think it's eight. He'll be making eight. I, I'm pretty sure it's eight. I'm going to double check his cap friendly page, but I'm pretty sure his cap hit is eight. For, that'll be his maximum hit, right? That's going to be the steel contract in. in yeah, eight in, mil. That'll be his max. Eight mil until 2030. Wow. Steal the century. Uh, no doubt about it. But then again, I've just noticed that it's always the smaller guys. And look at Makes sense. Hughes has been nicked up a bit again this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just want to have a b- big shout out to uh, Connor Bedard. I hope he comes back quick. Well, they're saying uh, six to eight weeks. He, uh, he had surgery. I, I didn't know until you told yeah. me he had surgery, so it was going to be six to eight weeks. Now, the question is, I've heard some pundits say it was a dirty hit. I've heard some people say, hockey knowledgeable people say, you can't make that move in the NHL with your head down. I just, the thing that got me was I heard some like reputable hockey guys saying like, oh, good on Felino for going after the guy in a fight. For like, ah, I know like, that made we, me sick. Yeah, no, it's, it's a clean hit. Yeah, so every time there's a clean hit in the NHL, because we went through this with the whole um, Tucker being uh, suspended, your boy in Toronto getting the game misconduct. Uh, and around the league, but yeah. I've seen it quite a bit lately. Have you hit a guy? Because last time I checked, isn't hockey a contact sport? It is, in fact, a contact. I, I kind of like label it more of a collision sport, but okay. So okay, <laughs> it's kind of like a step above that in football, you know. Okay, so the bottom line is, is I agree with any boarding, any unnecessary yeah. boarding. I will like I I don't get four minutes for boarding, five minutes a major, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. I agree with that. But when a guy skating through the center of the ice. Like he's Elvis Stoico and he's got his head down and somebody drills you, you pay the consequences. Sure. You should have your head up when you're going through the middle. Yeah, you got to protect yourself. Exactly. But the problem is when these guys are in juniors, juniors is not the same as the NHL. No. They get away with that stuff in juniors sometimes and the guys aren't quite as big yet in juniors because they're only, what, 16 to 18-year-olds with the occasional guys that play over age. Right, Correct? right. So I really think I'm sorry for Connor Bedard because he was having a good season. Come on, sure, he's a superstar in the making. If he's not, already... I'd, I'd say he's a superstar right now, Cruz. Okay, whatever. Any, any event, the guy, the guy's fantastic hockey player. Let's let's not deny he's everything that he's been advertised, mm-hmm. so to speak. So I'm sorry to see him go. It's going to hurt Chicago for the six or eight weeks. But I really think that one day, and, and Chicago's a team that's already been hit the shit with injuries. Oh, it's just a drag. What, was this their fourth starter that's gone out? Isn't it? Something like that. You look at their cap friendly page, like the amount of players they have on IR is is just ridiculous. But I agree with you. And Felino had to go and start that staged fight. And Buddy said, "Okay, let's go." What what else is he going to do? Otherwise, he's going to take a bunch of abuse. Like, why yeah. not just get it over with? Exactly. There, right? exactly. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't agree with that at, at all. But like, if you're in Brendan Smith's position, you're like, "Well, what else am I going to do here?" Swing Sometimes back. you have fight. You know what I mean? And and you know what, though? And I do, I, I agree for um, sticking up for your players in a situation where there's a hit that's questionable, which I'm going to say the your Toronto Maple Leafs, ever since that, maybe that was a good thing, that Marshawn. Yes. Maybe that's. Oh, that was a wake up call for that team. I agree. It, well, look at the way they've played since then. Like they're sticking up for they're each tough. other. Yeah. They're they're, they're, like, which is not a word that's been thrown around in the same sentences as the Leafs, the last, like, Oh, Whatever since Dion Phaneuf left town, yeah, yeah, they've they've heard nothing about it. Which 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 goes to this? Is this the worst um, Toronto Maple Leaf team in the last five years? That's going to get a hundred points. The worst team to get a hundred points. Is this going to be their worst team that gets a hundred points this year? Because they're going to get a hundred points. By what metric are they the worst? 
Um, I don't certainly see- not defensive play. What's that? Certainly not defensive play because this is. I was thinking this is their best they've looked defensively under the Matthews Marner era. I don't know if it's been that good, but I will say the that the numbers back that up. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just going to say I find that they play much better defensively since uh, Christmas time. Well, not South Dunk, say December first. Since December first, their game has picked up, and and they've lost a couple of defensemen. Okay. Well, well you know, but uh, then they got well, you, okay. They've had guys go down for a little bit, but like they've been able to find uh, guys to replace them with no problem. I would say your Benoit guy has been a revelation, as far as I'm concerned. I- I'm actually stunned. That he had as bad of a season as he, I mean, it was with Anaheim. I get that, but like, it, it's another steal by this Leafs team. I think it is too. But dude, look at look at Anaheim. The whole team was what were they twenty seventh in defense anyway? Like they were no juggernaut defensively. I guess, yeah, and maybe so that's going to affect team plays, and sure. then and then guys end up making business decisions. But so this is a guy who was like he's twenty five years old now. Only twenty five years old, and they got him for two more years, right? Uh, well, he's uh, an RFA, so he's still under team control. Right, so it's going to keep his salary relatively low, which I, I took is into he, account into my projections with the salary cap next year. I'm I'm with a salary cap lawyer. It's just amazing. Um, what what I'm asking though, his salary, his contract ends this year, right? Yeah, but yeah. they can do two more years of that. Like, well, he's a wanna... restricted free agent, so and he has arb rights. So I mean, you obviously don't want to go that far, but no. But I mean, I'm 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 impressed with him. I'm I'm impressed with his toughness. I'm impressed with the way he's bringing the puck out. Yes, I think that. Um, he makes guys like McCabe tie their shoes a little bit tighter because you know how sloppy McCabe. He's much tighter of late. I agree. You know I agree. what I mean? So you gonna let Brody leave town still at the end of the season, or do we wait till the playoffs go? That's the big question. Hundred percent. Because like I, I mean, you can't bring him back for five mil next year. That's gonna be too much at his at his age. He's gonna be like what thirty four this summer, thirty three, thirty four. He's over thirty. Yeah, he you, can't, you can't have him back for five mil. No, no, no. He, I, if he comes back, it's gonna have to be on a discount because their Leafs are still gonna have a cap left for that like big top four defenseman, whether it be if they go after Brett Pesci or Chris Tanev or whoever. Tanev seems to be the guy. Pesci. I'd like, cause I mean, if he was going to stay in Carolina, I think it would happen by now. So I think he's the guy that people are kind of like overlooking. Right I now. wouldn't overlook him because he's solid on. That's a, my point. He's solid on a six, six. Like Carolina has risen their head up. Like they had that. Oh, they're right of, back in the top three in their division. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So why would they give up a guy of that stature? Well, I'm just saying because he's a free agent at the end of the year. That's what I'm. Okay. More talking okay. About, yeah. 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 You 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 got a point there. And I heard that's why a couple of guys may be on um, a couple other teams. I'm gonna have to uh, sharpen up for the next show because we'll bring it up before the trade de- deadline. But there's actually a guy. There's two or three guys like him around the league that will be unrestricted free agents at the end of the seasons, and teams not sure what they're going to do. But if he comes here, for example, let's say they trade for him at the trade deadline, and they get him here, and he plays really well, and they give up a prospect or whatever, um, do they? How do they sign him? Because he's going to be a guy who wants five mil. Sure, you know what I oh, mean. At least could easily fit that. I because like I went into arm. By the way, cap friendly. Amazing site. They have a, I agree. I've been looking at it. They have a tool, armchair GM. So, you can, so I put it in with the cap for next year, the projection, the projected cap of 87.7. Plug that in there. 87.7 is what the cap's That's be? what I read online. That That's what the projection could be higher. It could be a little bit lower. Who knows, right? I'm shooting for 90, but that's another step. <laughs> I'm shooting for 100. How about okay. that? <laughs> oh, yeah. 100. Everybody be happy. Yeah. I don't know about uh, the Columbuses uh, of the world. No. But. If, if, the, if the salary cap went to 100, Frickin' the whole city would have an erection. Come on. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? But you say it would be it would be the Leafs and the Rangers in the conference finals for the next five oh, years. Oh yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Is uh um oh go, continue? Sorry. No, so yeah, I was I plugged it into Cap Friendly, so obviously. It's going to be a little bit of a cap crunch next year, obviously, with the Nylander deal. Tavares still being paid $11 million. But a big uh, benefit next year is the Leafs are going to have cheap goaltending, especially with Walls, your number one. He's going to be under 800000 It's like seven. Oh, yeah. It's what's ridiculous. the exact number I have in here? Seven sixty-six. Mm. That's That's peanuts. Oh, 100%. You're probably going to bring in another goalie. Like maybe you bring back Martin Jones on like a one-year deal. Why not? You could probably fit him in for like what one point five. I would think maybe oh, he's two. He's going to get a little more if he if he if he keeps holding it down like if, he is. If he's played remarkably I'm just well, saying, yeah, that may be Tavlin's best move. When tree you living, yeah, whatever his name is, Tree Living is that how you say his name? Brent, yeah, Brad Tree Living. This may be his best move. Oh, and that little thing, the little bonus that they put in there so teams wouldn't pick him up off waivers? Just yeah. Chef's oh, kiss. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's good because you don't think that if he didn't put that in there, he wouldn't be on the team right now. No. Because everybody's no. going to be going there that way. You know what I mean? But I'm just I'm putting it this way because we're at the halfway point in the season. And um, I've heard pundits, this, that, and the other thing discuss how it is. I think Toronto, ever since they decided to uh, send Sam- Samsonov down, something has changed about they seem to be your favorite coach's structure defensively seems to be working. Uh, they have not given – when's yeah, the last they, time okay, they given who, up who they five played goals? their last three games? Okay, but they also beat uh, they beat the, the Rangers and they beat LA. LA, yeah. Okay, and and, and they've not given up five goals since Samsonov's gone down to the to the minors. Right. The most they've given up is four. I mean, I would argue the Leafs. You look past uh, all those Samsonov starts. It's been a pretty good season. Well, that's a very what, good season. Well, that's say. what it is. So maybe the numbers are skewered by the fact that he gave up too many points along the way. Well, because you look at the goals against averages. It's like whatever. Walls is like two point five or whatever. Jones is like two point. Two five or something. Yeah. Then Samsoff's like three point what three point five. Oh, it's ridiculous! Like come on, and a save percentage is eight and a half. Oh, I don't even want to look at it. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. But anyways, here's the deal. Oh, we, but the point I wanted to get to. So yeah, Lilligren's gonna get a little bit of a bunk bump. <laughs> I'm assuming Benoit's got to come back. He's gonna get a bump. Yeah. And I think the Leafs will be able to fit Tyler Bertuzzi under the cab next year as well. Oh, they got to find a way. He's found his way in Toronto. I think Domi's going to be a, a cap um, a casualty. casualty. Yeah. What about uh, McCabe on defense? So they got him. He's for still signed end. for another year at two mil. So he he's safe to stay, right? Yep. And Riley's good for another three. He's yeah. Right? He's at that same cap hit until twenty. I think twenty thirty. Yeah, twenty thirty. So the question is, can you win with a top heavy team? Well, we're going to find out pretty damn soon because no matter how you look at it, people are saying, I've heard some negative connotations brought along to Nylander who seemed to pump it up last year and now suddenly had this year because they say, well, you play for a contract. I'm just saying that he's matured as a player. I mean, he's I would just say like year to year, the like there's been steady improvement in his game. Especially defensively. Sure. People forget about the fact that I see him a lot of times breaking oh, up the God. forward coming back. Well, in his first couple of years, he looked almost lost in the defensive zone. That is not the case now No, by, no, by he, far. he's learned. No, I wouldn't say that. Um, I just want to say that another thing about Nylander is people forget this, and this is one to shout out to Cofield and Suzuki and players like this. Nylander's not the same size he was three or four years ago. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. He's a thicker, as it's been put. Oh, yeah. He's he's a much bigger boy. That he's, he's, He doesn't get muscled off the puck no. so much anymore. And uh, he's, he's back-checked because he's a great skater. 
No matter what you say about Nylander, that guy is a great skater. And I've noticed in a few of the games when when the defensemen have gotten trouble, who's the guy knocking the puck off the forward to get it out? Nylander's back there. Three or four years ago, Nylander would be sitting around center ice somewhere waiting for the pass. I'm not saying he was cherry-picking. I'm just saying he was completely cherry-picking. Okay, you know what I mean? But he's got there. So you got to give your coach, your favorite coach, a little bit of credit for people buying into the system. Don't you agree? We'll see. We'll see how long this... uh keeps up for because i don't know i'm still a little skeptical skeptical about uh, sheldon keith oh everybody is yeah. like i mean okay if you guys get if you guys don't get one round my prediction is he's gone if i mean he even, get, i would say even if they don't make it to uh, third it's got to be third round conference finals yeah they got oh yeah. no no i agree they got to make a run this year especially because he's that been money. outcoached in what every playoff series has been in it seems to be that way but i'm just saying with the way that the leafs are built and the way they're structured this year, and I do believe Matthew's going to score 50 goals on his ear, okay? And uh, the way that they're built, that one one playoff win, one, one round playoff win is a failure for this team. Sure. There's no, don't you agree? I agree. And another, he won round last year was a failure. Agreed, agreed. Now, but you got to look at it this way. As we were going around and we're at the halfway point in the season here, some interesting yep. things have happened. A little, a few of the teams got off the rails a bit. Okay, but now they're suddenly coming back. So I'm going to say that Carolina, Florida, the New York Islanders are going to be no freaking slouches when it comes to the playoffs. I'm still, I think that Philadelphia made the move to get that Drysdale kid to pump up their their defense because I did know yeah. their power play was so bad. And you know how valuable um, special teams are, especially when it comes to the playoffs. Sure. Okay, but. Um, those teams are so. Who are they going to like? If you project right now, where they're going to go? And I really hope that Tampa play plays Toronto in the first round. I don't think Tampa's going to make, gonna the, make that, Well, it's not going to work out like that because no. Leafs. The way it's going, like I would love for them to win the division, but I mean, with Samsonov coming back, it's making me think. Oof, I don't know. Well, Walsh, I mean, we have we have games in hand on Boston, but I mean, it's still, no, I don't think you guys are catching Boston. In my humble it's gonna opinion, be tough. You know, so I think that you're going to end up being second. And can you be second overall in the conference? Well, even, that's so, even if that's the case, we'd be playing Florida first round. Oh, yeah. now that's what I'm saying. Have you played Florida in the first round? Florida is a juggernaut right now. The thing about Florida is they'll beat you to death. Yeah, well, as we've seen last year. There you go. They're very tough. And they had a little bit of a sketchy start, but they got guys that score and they got big defensemen. They got a solid goaltender. That's my uh, thing. I wouldn't. Uh, I would not say they had a sketchy start at all. I, uh, they were hot right out of the gate. Do you think so? Yeah, they were basically second in the. Division. Oh, Carolina, Carolina, Carolina was, was what? Had yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah, they had the sketchy start. the 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 reason I'm bringing this up is I'm just saying that when the playoffs start and we're expecting the Toronto Maple Leafs to make the conference final, the gauntlet will be tougher than people realize because these teams in front of them are are no no slouches. I, like I would not want to play Florida in the first round. No, of course not. You know what I mean? And you better hope that you have a first-round bye when you do it. <laughs> I mean, a uh, uh, home field... Um, home field advantage. Home field advantage when you do it. Not that they say that matters so much. Yeah, that's how it'll work, because the top three, then second automatically plays third, right? Yeah. yeah. I think they should go back to that old seeding. One versus eight? Yeah. They, yeah. It, it just doesn't... Like, I mean, how long is it going to be? Because every year, a good team gets taken out The league early. doesn't seem interested in changing it. You know why? Because that's an advantage for those teams that are small markets. <laughs> there you go. Let's go back, Mr. Batman. Um, before we, we, we got to go on for a hot
hockey before we uh, go any farther. We have to give a big shout out to the Winnipeg Jets. Yes. Who we of many people have said these guys are a dumpster fire before the season started or now got the best record. In the entire league. In the entire league. Based on four solid lines and maybe top three goaltender in the league. Oh, hands down. Connor, oh. Connor Hellebuck's a stud. Oh, unbelievable. Like, you know, the, the way he plays. Did you see him ever do that? I, I seen a great interview with him this week on uh, NHL Network. Not that I'm watching a lot of sports. He does some of the crazy-ass things to warm up for a goalie that I Oh, yeah. I've, I've ever heard about that before. He, he does eye drills. Yeah, yeah. You see him do it where he's just, like, looking back and forth. like. And then uh, when he the explained ice. why he did it, it made perfect sense. Like, everything in your body is a muscle. He goes, you know, you go to the gym, you train this, you do this, you do the splits, you work on your groin, you work on your stretching. He goes, well, why wouldn't you work on the muscles in your eyes? I've never heard anyone talk about it like that, but I do know uh, a couple baseball players had that thing where they'd swing the baseball in front of their eyes and make, I remember seeing baseball guys, but I just thought for hitting purposes. But now seeing on a goalie, I, I, I was... Um, well, yeah, it's hitting strange. a baseball and uh, making a save with a like saving a puck. There's some definitely some transferable skills there. I agree, I, especially the eye, hand, hand cord, eye, uh, yeah. whatever the case may be. But I think it should be a big shout out to the Winnipeg Jets because the question is now we're in the near the season. What teams do you believe could make it to the Stanley Cup Finals that are Canadian? I mean, I think you got to put uh, Toronto, Winnipeg, and Vancouver all in that category. Do you not? I, that's the three that I have. I mean, Edmonton, not. you can never count out. But, I mean, they uh, definitely have an uphill battle to face. I think they're going to make it in the end. I really do. Cause they I, will make the playoffs. But, I mean, like, right away, they're going to have to play a juggernaut team in the first round. That's what they got going against them. Well, the question is, I don't. do you think that uh, Vancouver can win that division? Because if Vancouver played Edmonton... They're starting the to present, pull away from that's Vegas what they and are. LA, right? And Vegas seems to be playing a little up and down lately. Great game last night. We can't out- outrule those Colorado nut bars, though, man. You know what I mean? Like, they, like uh, Winnipeg should be happy they have the two games in hand. But I don't know. I, I will say this. Your buddy, Nathan... Um, McKinnon? Did you see his numbers um, on um, the intangibles? Fastest bursts... Yeah. 25 thing. Uh, oh, when you go on NHL Edge, like those skating categories, oh, he's, like t- he's in like the top whatever, like three percentile and like all those. A lot of it's those. I, I mean, that's when analytics gets a little overboard in my humble opinion. However, to know those factors such as that burst, he's he's done more than um, a Connor McDavid, which has caught me off guard because I think nobody's got the power skating of Connor McDavid. I think if they had a flat out race, McDavid would beat him. Tough to say. It is, but I mean, when you look at all those numbers, yeah, twenty-five kilometer bursts or twenty-five mile an hour bursts, fifty mile bursts. Like I looked at the numbers and said, "Wow!" And not only is that, he's one of the top scorers in the third period. Oh yeah, he's also got that stat, which means you're a clutch player because yeah. he's coming through. He's leading the league in assists right now. Leading and he's top the league ten in, in goals and top ten in goals. And uh, like I said, um, uh, there's uh, there's some weird. I'm gonna have to. What what did you call that? Where NHL Edge. NHL Edge. I bet you if you find out there that he's a top five scorer in the third period. I'm not sure, but I think he's up there. We'll take. Well, for next show, we're gonna put these in there. But yeah, I think they're the three teams too, and I think that Vancouver and Edmonton. But I mean Vancouver and. Um, Winnipeg should be commended because remember we were saying the Rick Tockett thing like maybe he's going to change the outlook of the team mm-hmm. I'm still going to go with the thing I said last year at these teams that are that have completely changed that were unexpected to win Philadelphia 
Tortorella, um, Vancouver. Rick Tockett. Rick Tockett. Bonus in Winnipeg. And after all is said and done, what is Paul Maurice doing? This keeps winning in Florida. Okay, there you go. And who's the coach of uh, Carolina again? Rod Brindamore. Another old school guy on there. But there, there seems to be a correlation between them and like they like Carolina was in a little bit of a tailspin. Then they, I wouldn't really, say a tailspin. They're, they're just, just early in the water. year and just had it. Yeah, and then now that they've straightened it out because they're a tough team too. Yeah, they've won. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five of their last six. Yeah, and they're looking solid. So it should be interesting. Um, we'll, we'll, of course, we're going to track what's going on for the uh, rest of the season. Yeah, but we have. So I, I just want to ask you one more thing. So oh. there was obviously that trade that went down this week. We alluded to before Philly and Anaheim. Yep. What do you think? What do you make of uh, Philly? Uh, the way they've just uh, thrown Cutter Goche just like completely overboard here, threw him under the bus. Completely. You know what? And it was everybody, president, GM, coach. Okay, so guess what? He wasn't playing the way that Tortorella said you can play. He doesn't want figure skaters. Well, he never even came to camp, though. That's what I'm saying. He, he's playing college, right? Yeah, but is he going to get on the team? No. You think that was why? I that's it's got to be you know like Torts is an old school guy and you've seen this go shape guy play he doesn't look like he fits on a team like Phil I seen Philadelphia play last night you know it was a shitty game let's be honest even though they played the Habs it was a shitty game but what's he gonna do to improve that lineup except for maybe scoring because that's a big one which is a let, huge let, let's not beat around the bush here Gauthier is, uh, is projected to be a very good first line player down the road. And he's not even getting a sniff to get into the, on the team. Well, he's he's, at, he's committed to Boston College. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay, so if he was being the, like, what's our Canadian guy that's also at Boston College? The number one guy on our college team, uh, junior A. Oh, uh, oh, my God. We're forgetting his name yeah. already. Yeah. He's going to play in the NHL next year. They, next say, year, they yeah. say they're going to play, and they're playing both in Boston Macklin College. Celebrini. Yeah, Celebrini. They're both playing in, in – uh, they both played for Boston College last time I checked, yep. right? So why is one guy getting all the accolades and one guy not? I mean, well, Gautier, he's scoring – he's 13 goals in 17 games in college. Like, come on. You're too good for that. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. But I, Philadelphia is not speaking very highly of the guy. Well, he kind of fucked him over. You you heard what they said, right? Where he's like at the draft of the meetings, he's like, I want to be a flyer, I want to be a flyer. All of a sudden this year he turns around and he's like, I don't want to be a flyer anymore. And you're kind of just like, what the fuck? Agreed, agreed. But then again, why? I'd be pissed too. Okay, but then what are you going to do with him? What are they going to do? Trade him. Well, they better trade him quick. Well, they did. Yeah, okay. So when they, where'd he go again? Anaheim. Oh, yeah, that's right in the deal. So what do you think is, is going to be a failed call on the, uh, oh, we won't know to the future because you said he's ranked higher. According to Cap Friendly, but I mean, take that with a grain of salt. But I mean, Jamie Drysdale is a very good defenseman. Plus, Philly got a second-round pick out of it, too. Oh, yeah, that was a good call yeah. in the second-round pick. I'm going to tell you this. You know what I've seen? I've seen the guy play. you seen his highlight reel? Sure. Okay. I just think that he's not a torts guy. With the comments combined. Okay, you know what I mean? Because what ends up happening is these dipsy-doodle guys end up going to the infirmary in the first couple of years that we're playing. I'm not going to mention no names because I don't want to be derogatory or pointed out, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because in college, they play that freewheeling style too, right? And the deal is you can't be going through the middle in college or in junior A hockey. If you have an opening in the NHL, mm -hmm. you can do it. You got speed. You got power. But, you know, and how big is he? He's only 5'11", isn't he? Or is he 6'1"? 
Uh, let's see. I had, I had his page pulled up here right before. Uh, he oh he's six three. He's a big boy. Six three, two hundred pounds. Yeah. Damn. Well, well, okay. The proof will be in the pudding. The proof will be in the pudding. But you know what? Doesn't that tell you some something in bad management where you draft that guy that high and you don't even give him a chance? I don't think it's about not giving him a chance. I think it's the attitude, like you, like you said, the conversation. I should have checked a little more. They were bringing him up last night. They talked about it quite a bit during the um, the, the Flyer Hab game. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they say, it's always a throw of the dice. If you don't think it's there, get rid of him now and see what you can get for him. Well, I mean, if a guy strap tells you as well, I'm not going to play for your team, like, get out of here. Oh, 100%. Out the door. 100%. And you know what? What gives a young guy that much clout is it nil well a big part of it is i think they just went through the college route so he's like in a couple of years i could just become an unrestricted free agent sign with whoever i want anyways but he has to play in a year like he's 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 committed this year to boston college yes okay i know that so what do you think he's going to go to camp next year and he's going to make he's going to make anaheim come on uh, I, I would think so. We we have to project that the guy's going to make it in Anaheim. Well, we're going to have to see. Uh, again, though, there's a lot of he like, doesn't play a lot big of variables there that like we just don't know exactly the intangibles. But like, what's I see in his highlight film, and he doesn't play big to me. Well, in see. this in this in, I mean, I, in this I, I, context, I was, at, I was looking at like Matthew Nye's, uh highlight reels last year. I'm like, well, remember, I was like, I don't know about this kid. All of a sudden, he showed up to the NHL. You're like, whoa, this is a player. Of course, he's you never not... know really until they hit dice the first time. Okay, but look at the size of Nice from last year to this year. Someone sent him to the gym too. I get that, but even last year, Nice, you were like, this is a player. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. And, he, and he get banged. But it's the same thing. I'm saying I don't know where he's going to be. I predict he'll be a 30 goal scorer in the NHL one day. But it's Argarik Slavkovsky in Montreal. He plays big. When you see him now, he plays big. And if you're that size, you better play big. I don't think this coach, when I see the guy, doesn't look big. I thought Nyes played big last year as soon as we seen him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, he played big. That's the question. Well, we're going to get there next year. I thought it was interesting. I, I think that um, the move for Philadelphia is having such a horrendous special teams. One of the best power play, power play uh, penalty-killing teams. One of the worst penalty i power mean play power play teams, teams. Yeah. and you know in the playoffs you're, you you need a power play i did not know they were that bad um philadelphia leads the league in um shorthanded goals yeah but they're second last in power play percentage second o- only 11 percent. that's what i'm saying you can't win that's in the awful. playoffs with 11 percent, and i think that's what they brought the kid in so they have a quarterback on the on that seems play. and the kid's a great skater do you, know who, do you know who the number one power play is toronto maple Leafs. No, they're sixth. Okay. They have a, they have a healthy twenty seven percent. So I'm not. Oh, anything over twenty five percent, you can't bitch about. Come on. Yeah. Who's New York Rangers one? are thirty percent. Oh, they're ridiculous, aren't they? And you know what? They're uh, they're uh, penalty kills top ten too, isn't it? Which is a good combination. Yeah, they're sixth in penalty kill. That's a good combination right there. That that's playoff winning formula. But Toronto's almost the same, aren't they? They're just no. Sort of... Toronto is seventy eight percent. But that's that's just out of the top ten, isn't it? Uh, that's mi- middle, middle, middle of the pack. pack. But when you got their power play at the top, then they're good. Top five. Because guess what? In three games from now, they could go up. They score, score a few. Like when you see twenty seven percent, like you, you watch the games all the time. And, I mean, you it know jumps. how I feel about like that. Uh, one of the goalies and his stats. We got into that. I'm not going to throw his name out there again. But okay, then we'll just understand <laughs> that. We'll, that, we'll that, leave that, it there. There you go, hundred percent. In any event, um, I think that. What's going to happen before we leave hockey really quickly is this. This um, um, Eastern Conference, last 20 games of the season, I predict will be just mayhem. 
Abs- in the East? In the East. It will be mayhem because we do keep tabs on the Habs. You have to show up every night just to beat my team. Yeah. You can't. You just can't. Oh, it's Montreal? No, you can't. There's very few teams in the East right now that you just can say, Buffalo's one you can pick on, which is the biggest disappointment in the <laughs> league, Ottawa. do you think? Ottawa. Best dumpster fire in the, in the, in the league. Well, I mean, there's San Jose. They exist. They're in the but... West. They're in the oh, West. you're saying in the, the East? West. Okay. I'm just saying in the East. Like, biggest disappointment in the NHL this year will have to be the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, agreed. You know what I'm saying? Because but... with that much talent that they have on the team, the fact that they only have 14 wins at this point is it's atrocious. And they lock some of these young guys up in those convenient contracts that we talked about. So at least they put the blueprint down so how they were supposed to be. I wonder if there's just like that losing culture just kind of steeped in and like... Can't get out of it. Uh, yeah. Do Rebuilds th- are scary that way, man. Do you think the Pittsburgh Pen- Penguins are going to make the playoffs? No. They're they're second last in their division right now. They're they're Okay, but by by what? They're 44 points with 39 games. That means look at this. They're only 5 points out of second place. Yeah, but uh, the, the A way 5 game winning streak. Okay, and that's at their best that they're just barely hanging on. Okay, so they They're going to fall back down to earth. Ah, I, um, I'm, I'm, uh, ones, I'm only ones that I'm counting out completely right now is, and I'm never counting out my Montreal Canadiens, by the way. Okay, but right now that the teams that I really think that by the time we get to the six, oh Buffalo, game, Ottawa, Columbus, easy. Okay, they're gone. Yeah, Detroit struggling. They've they've right ri- the ship lately, but uh, I think they'll fall back. I I think unfortunately, and I got some Detroit love. I think they're not. I think by we get to the sixty game mark, we talk twenty games from mark. They haven't done anything to impress me lately. No, but even though they're saying that, um, another thing I've been heard a lot later that that Iserman's been sticking his. Poker stick into a lot of fires. Okay. Yeah, like, like he's, he's like, well, he knows at- it's guys, like, it's time. Mind you, I think the, the way they're playing it with the goaltending is completely wrong. Ville Husso, you got to get rid of that guy. I thought he was going to be good. I thought so too, but I, I, I gave you what I, like, the stats I found Bum. every season, 895 save Bum. percentage. Boom. He lets in the chip shot from the fairway more than twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm and he, side to side is weird. Like, once he goes down, he has trouble getting back up. Like, i seen a couple games in Detroit last week. I forget who they are playing. Game was really close, and then he got in two bad, not bad goals, but once he made the initial shot, like, he, you yeah. know how a lot of goalies, they butterfly come back up because you got to do that and be able to go side to side. Yeah, you got to be quick. You got to be quick. It wasn't quick enough. That's why I'm, so, I'm worried about Primo of Montreal. He made some great saves last night, but after he made this initial save, he was completely... You guys might need to hang on to Jake Allen after all. I'm going to just say this much. I don't know what's going on with my Habs, but we do know that they're not going to get their value for what they're thinking they're going to get for Jake Allen. Ooh. I have to conclude that. It's getting long, too long in the seat. Someone's going to someone's gonna barter for him when it gets closer to the playoffs. A lot of teams. It's not going to be that first-round pick, though. It's not going to be a first-round pick, and it's not going to be a couple of your futures. You know, guys. Well, not high the, futures, at least. Yeah, so you're not getting anyone's A prospect. No, definitely not. But I'm, I'm, I take a serviceable six foot center. Okay, I don't know what team, where, whatever, but I take yeah. a serviceable six foot center to play on our team because we're going nowhere. Like I know, and I'm going to say it. And Serge, if you're listening, Nick Suzuki is not a first line center. I like Suzuki. Yeah. I don't want to bash the guy. It's your captain. You're damn right, and he's a good player, and he and he's two way, and he knows what he's doing. But he's not a first line. Do you think he's a first line center? No. What's his point total right now? 16? 
No, I shouldn't. Sorry, Nick. I didn't mean to, to be that way. Is he not leading your team in points? Or doesn't I, matter. We have nobody in the top twenty in scoring in the NHL. Well, okay, he leads your team with thirty-four points in okay. forty games. That's not bad. Dash ten though. Yeah, thirteen percent shooting percentage. Because he doesn't 55% shoot. Fifty-five percent from the dot. He doesn't shoot. Yeah, That's no, true. no. I, I will. Shots. I will. I will give him the face-offs. He's a decent. He can kill penalties. Mm-hmm. Smart with the puck. Twenty-one minutes a night. 21, yeah. So I'm not saying like like the numbers of a second-line center is right. what he has. Maybe even a th- good third-line center. Because if you look up the guys in Vancouver and you go to their third-line center, I bet you their numbers are compatible with Suzuki's. <laughs> That's what I'm I don't getting. know about that, but... You know, yeah, I think the guy, he's got 20-some points. Third-line center on, on Winnipeg, whatever his name is, he's got 20-some points, and he's a plus player. Right. So that, that bodes well for you are when you got Hellebuck in the back end. You sure. know what I mean? So big shout out to the Winnipeg Jets for being or not to not Hellebuck on Winnipeg. That's uh, you have the wrong American. Whatever how you say his name, I'm going to learn how to say names properly. Oh no, you had Hellebuck just plays for Winnipeg, Winnipeg not yeah. uh, not Vancouver. I mean, yeah, well, Demko plays for Vancouver, Demko, and I yeah. love him too. Those are the top two guys I think for um, Vesna, and they're, and they're both American. Uh, that's just the way, uh. that's just the way it is. Uh, what's his name's playing pretty good for the Rangers too, though? Shashurkin. He's back. Yeah. yeah, he's been playing good hockey. Like he at the beginning, remember they were questioning it, but that Ranger team is strong. If they end up in the finals, like would you be surprised? No, you can't. You no, can't you be know, surprised because they're just that good of a hockey team. In any event, if anybody, there's a lot of people out there that yell at me about hockey. You know where to find me here at the house that happens. You know that I'm not always positive about a lot of things GTA, but you know where to find me. We're going to continue, but this brings us to. The most important aspect of the, what would you call it, the sporting schedule in the year? And I'm not talking about the Australian Open, which starts today. I was not talking about the Australian Open, which I will be watching because it all comes on late. But we're going to talk about now the biggest sporting tournament in North America by far. Agreed? Oh. By far? It's, It's the best. It's just the best. Okay, so now that we're here, let's cut to the chase here. We're going to pick our picks this week. Oh, by the way, um, I didn't want to tell you, I want to yell out to all the people that were in the pick'em pool, including Rhymes with Cruise. You know who Rhymes with Cruise are? Rhymes with Cruise. There's a pool we've had for many years, and I've had some issues with my picks. So my son, bless his soul, and two of his buddies decided they would enter a ticket every year, and no matter what, I would pick. They'd pick the opposite? Yeah, they got as high as fourth one year. Oh, the disrespect. (coughs) (coughs) I'll throw you some respect in the meantime, though. You were eight eight for 16 last week, not too bad. Got me third place in the pick'em pool, and I won $1,500. Hey. End of story. Go. Okay, That's I couldn't win one week in the six-week. Um, uh, big shout-out to the um, Ivy Rose out in Milton that runs a 16 parlay all year. I won three times last year. Couldn't win this year. But I will take the third place I'm in the pick'em pool, especially to you guys in Rhyme with Cruz. And Zach, if you're listening, well, my son's down in Cuba right now. I hope he's safe. Because I know you. And Moco, you two, you two crazy guys. Uh, a big shout out to my son because he was he was the one that told me because I wasn't paying attention. And the last two weeks, he said, Dad, tie your shoes tight. And I was only five out of the five grand. 
And in the end, wow. I ended up like two or three away. But because we had too many picks the same, I couldn't catch him on the last week. And the only guy I could catch was in third place, and he had a horrible week, which is not my problem. Okay, so now let's get to the picks in hand because now that I feel that confident about things, we got to go around and take a look at what's going to happen in the NFL. But before we do that, this has been a historic day in the history of football, don't you think? Yes, well, I mean, before we get to that, though, there's one other thing that was historic that I want to touch on. So I predicted at the beginning of the year three teams from the AFC North would make the playoffs. You are correct. That happened. Yes, you are. The AFC North. It was the first time since the 1930s that all teams in one division finished above 500. Ah, yeah, that's another thing. Cincinnati ended up eight and eight. Nine and eight. Nine and eight. Yep. Was it nine and eight. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 I that and that division is going to be something to deal with for yes. a number of years when you look at the quarterback situation. You know what I mean? Congratulations to the uh, AFC North. Yeah. Great division. Great. What's that? Great. Di- great division. This year. Oh, I'm un- un- unbelievable. But I think you were alluding to uh, all the coaching firings that went down. Do we call them firings? I mean, for a number of them, yes. Okay, <laughs> a couple so. couple of them is pretty uh, indisputable. Arthur Smith, that guy was fired. Oh, yeah, okay, that, oh, those other ones. But I, I, I don't worry about all those guys or, like, the guy that got fired in San Diego. Um, uh, I'm shocked that Vrabel got fired in Tennessee, but some funny business is going on there because what we should take time to in the house that happens here, three iconic coaches, especially because you're young and in your lifetime, have been staples either in the college or the pro leagues, have all been gone within a 24-hour period, and that's Bill Belichick, yep. Pete Carroll, yep. and the, uh, what do they say, the godfather of college coaching, Nick Saban. We have just gone now. We we we're taking away the history of football right there, especially in your modern football. Modern football yeah. in your in your time period, you got to figure. Okay, twenty four years ago, I don't think you were watching football. <laughs> no. Okay, no. so that like Belichick started twenty four years ago. Um, um, uh, Saban's been at Alabama for seventeen, and that doesn't include the years before when he coached for a couple of years at LSU and won yeah. a national championship. And Pete Carroll's been around forever. He was the coach for USC in the famous um, Mm -hmm. uh, USC-Texas game when Vince Young lost his mind. Um, First, I want to touch on Pete Carroll because you're going to go down in history as making the stupidest move in the history of the game. And you disrespected the Legion of Boom because if Seattle had won those two Super Bowls in a row, I'm willing to bet that anybody would be saying they're one of the greatest football teams of all time. But you can't be considered one of the greatest football teams of all time if you only win once. Yeah, agreed. Agreed? Agreed. So, Pete Carroll, um, do you think he was pushed out the door or was he sent up the ladder because he is going to be an advisor? I mean, we'll see how long that lasts. Do you think he'll coach another job? I don't think. It's it's hard to say no, but, uh, I mean... Oh, we have a guest here. Yes, we do. You want to give a shout out? Come on in, gentlemen. How you doing? Thank you. This is the house that happens, guys. Say hello. Thanks for using the facility. Thank you. you Give a shout out. We were saying that. How you doing? And Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. And to the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup? (laughs) Absolutely. I is like it, you. Oh. <laughs> the, he's a. Uh, what did I tell you? Well, we'll see. We'll give you a chance. Good seeing you. Happy New Year's, buddy. Good seeing you. 
Very much. You can keep the door open now because you're, you're the only ones here. We're good. Any event, that's our 409 guy. That's great. We would, Thank you. We'll never be known. I would never see him without getting a shot. I would never see him without getting a shot. He's a great guy. Um, in any event... Uh, P. Carroll. I think that he got... Because of his, the defensive record on the team the last couple of years and puking up so badly on the weekend... Oh, defense cost them this season. There, there sure. you go. You had to go. And they, they, people, I heard people blaming Geno Smith. I thought Geno Smith was actually very good this year. I thought he played solid and they got a... For a guy that gets like blitzed on like every play. And he did have some minor injuries problems. But I think the thing is is that they made so many draft picks on defense and the defense That's didn't the materialize and they, and they missed again, so he had to go. Number two is we all know why Nick Saban left. He's not, he's old school. He's not of the NIL transfer portals. Um, I had a, I heard this morning. He's old school, keep it under the table. Maybe, that's how it's <laughs> going to go. But it was a very interesting that comes out if you watch TV on Long About. You know who Paul Fennebaum is, eh? Mouth of the South. He Raise is the bell. He's a, he is the voice of um, college basketball. Bald guy, kind of looks like the guy in Green Acres from back in the day, but that's another story. Anyways. I actually know that show. What's that? I'm, I actually know that show. I don't know how many uh, people in our audience do. Oh, I do. It's one of the funniest Arnold shows. Arnold the Pig? Arnold the Pig. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, um, the, the the con artist that was always selling stuff. I love Green Acres. I thought it was almost as good as Beverly Hills, but that's, that's not digress. In any event, uh, an interesting happened on the, on the show tomorrow, and we hate to give this guy any credit because his head's big enough, but... Uh-oh. Um, Paul Bannerbaum came on and he said that he, Nick Saban and called him and talked to him about the state of of uh, college basketball in the NIL and the transfer portal. And this Bannerbaum guy says, well, I think the way it is, he hung up the phone and called up Stephen A. Smith. <sighs> and they did this on national TV today. It was very interesting conversation because Stephen A. Smith does not like to divulge when he has private conversations due to the nature of his program and et cetera. It only makes sense. Sure. Okay. So when he brought it up, Stephen A. Smith just smiled. And then when they had the conversation, Nick Saban agreed with Stephen A. Smith that this is just the wild, wild west now. And how are you going to hold on to your players? And where is this going to go? And uh, one of the things that came up is that one of the wide receivers that was supposed to come to Alabama wanted $5 million. Oh. Okay. And, and everybody on Alabama is getting taken care of. He does like if you really know the history of Nick Saban and all of his every all his alumni speak about on him life skills. Oh, he's one of the good ones in college football. Oh yeah, yeah. that whole thing. Why do you go to college? Okay, we all know money went under the table. Now guys are getting compensated in a lot of ways because Nick Saban said 15 years ago we got to find a way to compensate these guys because if the university's taking in 40, 50 million dollars a year on this product, the kids are getting nothing. And the kids That's were crazy. starving. Yeah, that just doesn't make any sense at all. So he was on the front of that and anyways when Stephen A. Smith talked to him he said that Stephen A. Smith agreed with him on the situation and it's never going to be the same and he said I don't know if I can coach in this environment and here we are with this conversation was just over a year ago mm-hmm. and perhaps maybe if they had that tight end they said they might have been able to win another national championship but he said he could not coach everybody on the team if you've already got a guy this isn't pro football so how do you coach a guy that's making five hundred million, and maybe you slipped every play, player on the team a hundred thousand dollars? Here's a hundred thousand dollars to maintain whatever it is you got to play for Alabama. How do you coach a team when you got to talk to one guy who's getting five million, and the rest of your team might be getting anywhere from fifty to hundred thousand dollars? He says it just doesn't fly. 
from a phil- in a college system, yeah. And from philosophically how you're teaching and stuff. So I want to be. I was never a Nick Saban fan. I was never an Alabama guy. Come on, please. I don't roll tide. I roll joints. Okay, get this straight. So, but I have huge respect for the guy. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope him all the best in his endeavors in the future. And we'll probably see him on national TV. I'd imagine that he's going to come here, which big brings us to the big thing where yeah, just say, I just want to say a great shout out to. Uh, what was a tremendous run here at Alabama? Oh yeah, yeah. Was well, six national titles, uh, eleven SEC ch- championships. Yeah, I'm pulling up uh, their seasons right now, like their history. Oh, Nick Saban's is impeccable, and people forget he won one at LSU. Yep. Before his misguided uh, jump to the Miami Dolphins, which was almost a career killer. But, I mean, you look like they won major bowl games like every year he was there. Like, come on. Six national championships. There's nobody in the history of football except for maybe Bear Bryant that's got six national championships. And not only that, he got three of those or four of those in the college football playoff format where back in the day, sometimes when the coaches poll came out or AP Press, when they voted, sometimes oh. people voted for the wrong team. Yeah, I watched a video about that this week. Where like, Oh, they, did you? Yeah, oh, it, it was fascinating stuff. Isn't it now that, yeah. that sometimes Michigan got burned? My Michigan, Michigan guy... Michigan got burned a few times yeah, in that video. Yeah, I was flipping when I was waiting on Monday morning. Are we the national championship? No, these guys, I would be... That's why it felt so good when Michigan won this yeah. week, because it's definitive. But two or three times, we should have been national championship, and we didn't get the votes. Sure. We're not a well-liked school because no. of our attitude. Michigan's not well-liked around the country. I, I figured that out. Uh... We're watching this, right? <laughs> yeah. No, Michigan is not a well-liked school. A little arrogant about what their sure. belief is and the way they carry themselves and the helmets and the attitude. Right. Still a great program, but when you the think helmets, about helmets, what does that have to do with anything? Well, everyone says that. Well, you got those for intimidating. That started when I was a kid. Oh my god! Get I just I, I, I thought it looked cool. I think it looks cool too. It's got like it's kind of like a claw mark. Isn't okay, that well, the idea. The Wolverine. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, you know what? I, I told you when I was Three, a, stripes are intimidating. Okay. Is there is the same people that say like words are violence? Uh let's get out of here. But I'm going to tell you when I went to the big house and one of the reason I was there. And I think I told you, God bless my Uncle Sonny. When he got me in the big house, and I'm on the 50 yard line, standing on the sideline, and you're a little boy, and you see those freaking helmets come down the field crushing the other team <laughs> man that's uh, and that's how long i've been watching I'm, I'm turning 65 okay so i the first time i went to the big house i was 12 wow think about it and people wonder what why you're such a freaking diehard is because it like i always said like my uncle just brought me in the stadium and injected me here you are but we gotta, uh, we gotta catch a game there one time okay we will because my son said the same thing we'll go down to do it but the, the we'll fun- do that we'll take the house that happens on the road on the road to the big house the house that happens Ann goes Arbor, to, the, baby. Uh, to the big house which is a great town we ever go there it's a cool town it's a very cool place however the one that we've really got to talk about now, a dynasty that is way different than in college, in the salary cap tight era in the NFL, is a Bill Belichick, your team, yeah. your guy. What do you think, bro? Bitter, uh, bittersweet? It's, yeah, it's mixed reactions. It's. I was shocked this morning when I got the notification on my phone that he was out. I mean, especially after yesterday, there was reports that like he'd be able to, or he was willing to relinquish his GM dues and you're thinking like, okay. I thought so too. I thought that could be the the the, the, the point that get him over. However, I was like, you know, maybe like you bring on Vrabel's like a defensive coordinator. I don't know. Vrabel's going to be a head coach in New England Patriots. No, nah, well, the rumor is that's going to be uh, Gerard, Gerard Mayo. No, 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 no. Why? Because he's been sitting around kissing Belichick's ass. Those guys didn't work. I'm going to look at the Belichick tree. It's 
true. Okay, so look at Vrabel. It's, Except it's he didn't have a quarterback. Vrabel, yeah. Vrabel, bring him home. I know he was on those first three New England Super Bowl teams. Okay. Yeah. And he did good in Tennessee, but they had some quarterback problems, and then uh, things fell off the cliff. Big quarterback problems. Okay, even though I think Levi is going to be a good quarterback in the future. He got yeah, hurt, Yeah, but you were running with Ryan Tannehill. Oh, what you going to do? In any event, I, I think that Vrabel should come back, but I'm just going to say this in my lifetime. Uh, speaking of Michigan, everybody yes. knows that I'm a Brady guy. It started in Michigan. Money I won in the first Super Bowl when they won the greatest show on turf, which is just amazing. Everybody had fuzzing around football. You know that. God bless my son, Matty Johnny. And we, we questioned me, why are we taking New England, Dad? I said, Brady. Okay. One of the great upsets in sports history. Oh, yeah. One mad money at the time. And uh, that was the beginning of it. But um, I really believe this. They said, well, Belichick hasn't done anything without Brady. Brady wouldn't have won those first three without Belichick. Let, let, you know what I mean? This yep. is a mutual admiration society. And Tom Brady's come out and said the same. You know, Brady says, I'm not winning anything without Belichick. So let all the pundits uh, pontificate, yep. speculate, ejaculate, whatever those stupid things they're going to do. No, come on. Belichick, he's what? Third and all-time coach wins. Second. Se- uh... 17 wins away from Don Shula's record. I could have sworn there was a check today and there was someone else that was ahead of him. No, he is it. He passed him already. 17 wins from 17 wins from being the all-time head coach in the NFL. He, and he's number two with... Uh, no, no. George Hallis is ahead of him as well. Really? Yeah. Where, where, so Shula's 328. Hallis is 318. Belichick's 302. That's old. You better recheck that. No, this is... Okay, what, what, what does Shula have? 328. And he's got 302. You better recheck that. He's only 17 back. Uh, I don't know Where do you get that? Is. What is that? What year are you checking that? <laughs> this is updated right now. Okay. Up to, up to 2023. Google Bill Belichick career wins, and I bet you he's only 17 back. He's number two as we speak. You New England guy didn't know that. Go stand in the corner. You know what I mean? I got to pump it up for you you know what i'm saying i'm just it's about being right well i'm gonna be right that's all there is to it i'm gonna Bill be belichick right. is sitting at 17 back hold on i'm telling you right now the only guy that might even be in the way of 302 that. wins he's at 302 that's confirmed. where did you get that where, where, where are you getting your stats i from? seen it right today on tv they posted up when shula Oh, are, are, is that counting playoff wins, maybe? I'm th- oh. this, this is regular season. Okay, maybe it is yeah. playoffs included. Okay, yeah. Like, just say entire wins. Because then, then Shula's still number one. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's what Shula's number right. one both ways. I yeah. know that. And then and now it'll be in there. No, nobody's beaten. No, um, Belichick's got the most playoff wins. Yeah, yeah. Going uh, and then Belichick has... The second most wins with one franchise. George Hallis, obviously, yeah, Chicago, number, no yeah, one's no, passing that no, ever, no, I don't think. Touch him, no, no. And, uh, so, fascinatingly enough, I, I was looking at this list. Andy Reid, most wins for both Philadelphia and Kansas City. Andy Reid is arguably, okay, if he wins another Super Bowl. Oh, he got to put his name in that hat, too. His name has got to be in that hat. Because what people forget about back in the day is Philadelphia was the most, uh, got beat by New England, too. Yep. But people forget that um, one thing that he's done, I think only New England has done. Did New England go to the NFC, AFC Conference four years in a row? Yeah, they did. I believe they have, yeah. Because they, they won 11 division titles. 
But I think they went four years in a row. The only other team that's gone four years in a row now in, in, or whatever is Andy Reid with Kansas City and Andy Reid with Philadelphia, Philadelphia. and um, Donovan McNabb. Mm-hmm. So Andy Reid's got to be right up there. I think Andy Reid's the greatest coach of all time. And now Philadelphia, because this is what happens with owners sometimes. They go, oh, things haven't gone good for him. So Patriots went to the conference championship eight years in a row. Was it eight years in a row? NFC championship? Well, then that's the record. Okay, and then now um, if um, Kansas City's second at five, right? And uh, I think fourth is is, uh, Andy Reid with Philadelphia. Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Those Eagles teams had a run. They just couldn't get it done. No, they just couldn't do it. But, I mean, he went to the Super Bowl in those championships, so he's the only one there. But let's talk about Bill Belichick for a minute. Everyone talks about the Patriot way, and I've heard good, bad, and ugly. I think that's ridiculous because isn't it about winning? Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. So if the Patriot way got you to 10 Super Bowls, what do we say? Nine conference championship games in a row and six wins? Stop it. Stop it. But they say times have changed. We mean times have changed. Winning is winning. Winning is winning. (laughs) Shut up. That's what I'm just going to say. I haven't heard the official statement from Tom Brady yet, but when when I heard last week when he was on some podcast or anything, he could not – he was jumping over fences to talk about what Belichick has done for his career. Of course. And and you know what I mean? The greatest thing I've ever heard is that when he started watching film way back in the day with Belichick, because they say Belichick was a master film watcher. And he goes, how did this Brady guy get to be better than me at watching film? Learn from the best. And you take it one step further. Anyways, we're going to see in the next couple weeks because there's seven coaching vacancies in the NFL right now. Yes, that's what I wanted to get to next. So, okay. uh, <coughs> Atlanta, so Atlanta and Carolina, I heard both those are actually looking at Bill Belichick. He is not playing for that nut bar in Carolina. I agree. Atlanta, I think, is a decent possibility, though. But they're too far down for selection for quarterback. <coughs> Maybe they can trade for, uh, um, not Kyler Murray, Justin Fields. No, Justin Fields is staying in Chicago. You think so? Coach, 100%. Wow. They're not, they're so not, they take a wide receiver, number one? I think what they're going to do. Or they trade? The rumor is Atlanta is going to trade up to Chicago. To get the number one pick. So trading up from eight to one. Okay, so if he goes to Atlanta and they can make that happen. <laughs> they get Khalid Williams from USC. Atlanta has an okay defense. Belichick is a great defensive coach. He'll tighten up the defense. He's got a, a franchise quarterback. And you got a good young running back to work with too. couple wide receivers. Okay. Bottom line is quarterbacks are never guaranteed. Especially in this day and age. This season, the year of the backup quarterback? Come on. This is the season where more quarterbacks started in the NFL than any other season in the history of the league. Was it like more than Almost 60. 60. Yeah. But I did hear last year was almost the same, but the difference is being is that going home it was more this year because of injuries. Yes. And just poor quarterback play. But last year Agreed. there was a lot of at the end of the year when teams didn't know what they were doing. What they did was uh, they brought in guys to see what they could take a look. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there was that. Not this year where it was just bad quarterback play. Oh, and by the way, Jameis Winston, should he ever get a job again? Oh, man. Well, well I, I, mean, I was going to ask you kind of the, the reverse question, too, where, like, this New Orleans coach, like, how does the team have respect for him? Both of them got to go. Yeah. Got to go. You got to be fired. And 
Like, who are you, Jameis Winston? Oh, that was... I mean, Shannon Sharp said right away the next day, he's like, I cut him. Oh, and Shannon Sharp said, why? You're in a victory formation, number one, and I heard Luke Wilson, God bless him, said... Yeah, yeah, I heard his take on it too, yeah. Number one reason to get injuries, when one side's expecting the other side to do something and then somebody does something like this. Number one chance. Now, the best guy was Jeff Saturday. When he said, if you want to get a touchdown or if there was incentives involved, which there wasn't, line Different up. Story. Line up. You're in a victory formation. No, that's, a, that's a bitch and a dick move all in one. I think it's one of the most Bush League things I've ever seen in my entire life. This well, is just because they want to get Jamal and... Williams a touchdown? Come on. That just tells you what a bitch he is because he played for the Detroit Lions last year and he broke Barry Sanders' record for most touchdowns in a season. I remember. And the only reason he did it is because he ran in from the two-yard line about so many times because the Detroit offense took off in the second half of last season. So instead of beating up our smaller guys, they gave him the ball because Swift went to Philadelphia because Swift wasn't a power. Right, right. So they gave him all these chances. <coughs> we weren't paying him that money. What kind of season do you have for New Orleans? That's why we didn't pay him. So I hope everybody in New Orleans goes to hell. And they're in cap hell, that team, too. And not only that, maybe Voodoo got him. Because they're in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> Their fans always dress up the best, though. You got to give them that. Oh, for sure, because it's Voodoo. Yeah, Mardi Gras. And it's, it's New Orleans, right? The devil lives in Louisiana. Come on, stop it. We all know. We all seen the movies. We all seen the stuff, you know, no, like uh, get your yayas out. Yeah, you see, okay, <laughs> we all know the deal there. But let's get back to the one thing. I want to have a big shout out to all three coaches, not so much Pete Carroll because you screwed up the Legion of Boom. So I'm not going to put you quite on the pedestal, the other two guys. But anybody that watches football in this day and age, especially younger guys like you, Andrew, huge respect to Nick Saban, huge respect to Belichick, and I expect them to go on to another team yeah. And pass the all-time record. Yeah, so, and I want to get back to what I was saying before. So, Raiders, they should hang on to Antonio Pierce as their head coach. Because they went through this last year. No too, doubt. Because they, they don't make the same mistake twice, right? No. They Where they had the interim head coach, the guys were showing up, and then, like, you throw them to, to the side of the road, right? They Can't do that again. Them. Love them. Chargers are the real wild card because they have money to burn, apparently. Harbaugh. Is the, it's going to be Harbaugh or Belichick goes there, but I think it's going to be more Harbaugh because the rumor is Belichick doesn't want to coach in the AFC. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Patriots, we already talked about potential candidates. Seattle, I hear Dan Quinn. Because he was a Seattle guy. So I could see. And, I think and he has a good relationship with Pete Carroll. So like Pete Carroll would stay on as an advisor. Yes. <coughs> Not only that, Quinn left. Seattle to go to be a head coach in Atlanta. That's right. That's so right. so we, the, it's going to come full circle. And the reason that Dan Quinn is not a head coach is because that fiasco in the Super Bowl. And the next year the team fell apart. And yep. Arthur, what's his name? No patience, said get out. I think Arthur is going to throw a lot of money at Belichick to come to Atlanta. I, I 100%. Right. I 100%. Throw, but, but he's not going to Carolina. I would be shocked. If you, Why? That you're mean, you're uh, biting to you know work with uh, Bryce Young. No, it's the owner. Yeah, the owner's. Well, I mean, there's that. But my point is that like, there's like nothing that really like. Ooh, Carolina got a. Yeah, coach but no, there. they 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 have some potential. The bottom line is everyone's got potential. Exactly, but the owner has now a track record in the last five years: three coaches, two general managers, eight coordinators. It doesn't listen to his team, which has now come out. They wanted to draft C.J. Stroud. Oh, we all know the story. We all know the story, and the uh, owner's like, nope, 
We're taking, You're taking Bryce Young. Bryce Young, let's hope for him. Let's not, not, let's not damn the guy. But in my history of things, I've said, when you got little quarterbacks, you're looking out. Thank God to Baker Mayfield for his nice comeback here. But do you think ba- Baker Mayfield should have been the first overall pick in hindsight? No, it's Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Of course, okay. And, and, and who well, else? I mean, Lamar in hindsight, but. And wasn't, uh, wasn't, uh, was that the year of, um, was that the year of, uh, when did uh, Mahomes that, that was, come in? No, no, this wasn't Mahomes. The, he, the, the, I think that was the year before. And they the took Allen Sam Darnold and all those Sam guys. Darnold and, um. Josh Rosen. Rosen, thank you. Yes, yeah. And it was a Jewish name. Okay. Yeah. In any event, that was that was just uh, like he's not going to go there. Carolina no. is just a dumpster fire. It's going to be that way. When you got an owner who knows dick about football and comes into your scouting team and says, "No, no, no, I believe this." How do Maybe you we sh- he should have been our more of the year. Well, he didn't <laughs> quite get there because it's just t- towards the end of the season. However, next year he has the potential. He's a front runner. For sure. He's still, still, we're still a couple weeks into the year. Uh, Tennessee and Washington, any uh, front runners that come to mind? I think the ownership group in Washington is going to try to pull a move because that ownership group is dedicated to winning. They're going to, they're going to, if, well, if they don't get it, they're going to go down swinging. Oh, right? yeah, definitely because they, you hear Magic Johnson on record. He's a winner. He's a winner in everything he's done. Yep. You know, he says, we're going to figure out a way to do this no matter what it takes. Ron Rivera wasn't their guy when they took over the team. Ron's a good coach, but things didn't work out that well. Well, he's also, I feel like, a little bit past his best before date as a, as a head coach. But is Sam Howell's your quarterback? Oh, weren't you pumping his tires, though, in the earlier in the year? No, I said I thought it was great that the kid could come out and had the numbers. Like, after the first eight games, he had some of the best numbers in the league. Sure. Give him credit for that. And then everything went off the rails. How's the reason why, uh, what's his name's gone? Why Ron Rivera is gone? Because. Well, uh, by the way, on a side note, I had no idea Ron Rivera was on the 84 Bears. Did you not know that? I had no idea. Oh, huge. He was one of the, he wasn't the linebackers. He was a rookie that season, too. I had no idea. Oh, he was a beast. I had no idea. Outside linebacker, wasn't he? He killed us. He killed us on the Lions. He is. (coughs) Why isn't it listing his position? He's a linebacker. Yeah, it just says linebacker. Yeah, he was a linebacker. Besides Singletary. Wow. And the other guy was, uh, no, Fensick was the safety. Richard Dent was on the line with another animal. Greatest defense in my lifetime. And if they, they're, they're, there's, they're, there's living proof why they're not considered the greatest team of all time is because. They only won one. Didn't have a quarterback either. Oh, well, yeah, that, that too. Jim McMahon went down. They brought in your boy, Doug Flutie. <laughs> They the legend. In, the legend, Doug Flutie. They brought in Doug Flutie. I remember Ditka just ripping Flutie on the sidelines, but that's another story. I really believe mm. this. If I was a betting man today, Gerard Mayo is a great New England Patriot. Vrabel's already shown what he can do as a coach, as a head coach. He's in the, when he was under the Belichick tree, he just became a coach, but he had, right, he right. learned a lot from Belichick. He's already proven that he's got a staple. Like he, his first couple of years in Tennessee were good. Last couple of years he had some problems, quarterback issues. Like anybody else, you have quarterback issues. What ends up right, happening? Right. You're done. Okay, so I'm saying that if I would be an outside guy in Vegas, or if I'm an Adam Schefter, I'm going to predict this: Vrabel ends up in New England, Belichick ends up in Washington. Oh, okay. Harbaugh goes to San Diego. Harbaugh's got L.A. S- LA, L.A. Chargers. Okay. But he's got uh, that. That the Spanos family is from San Diego, and he coached in San Diego. His first big coaching job in college was in San Diego on a West Coast team, so he's familiar with those people. 
He's got that Don Yee as a coach, and we did not know this as one of the weeks when he was suspended. He sat down for three days with the Spanos family, or he was in L.A. reportedly at some restaurant sitting down with Chargers people. Okay. Now, I agree with this, and then I go, it's kind of weird, but do you know about the Rooney rule, right? Yes. Yeah, of course. So you know Belichick's getting a job. You know Harbaugh's getting a job. And you know Vrabel's getting a job, right? Yeah. Do any of those guys look African-American to you? Nope. <laughs> so you know my point being is this, is that this those guys are qualified coaches. They should get the job. But what about all those African-American guys that are going to have to come in and do interviews with those teams because they have to interview African-American coaches? Don't you think those guys are going to have to come in and sit down and say, okay, take me out for a nice dinner. See you later. <laughs> Like, come on. You know, yeah. it, 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 I don't. I, I think I understand why they have the rule. But in this situation, no, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be a first. It, it's it's a not first. practical. No, I, under, not practical. I understand why. But I think that as in life gotten to it, like there's certain things in life that I think that I, it's really weird in my lifetime. They haven't they haven't gotten to a point where why do we need affirmative action? Why do people still slag gay people? You know, shit like that, that right. in my lifetime, I think this should be normal by now, but it's not. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Anti-Semitism Semitism in this city is off the charts. Like, oh, not just on. in this city. Let's be oh, the real. world. But, yeah. but I mean, since the incident, we're not a political show. But I mean, my point being yeah. is... It's sad. I feel like Leslie Frazier. He's going to get some great dinners because he's going to be interviewed by every team because he was a coach in the NFL and he's black. So he's going to get an interview. He's going to have some great dinners with his wife. They're probably going to slide him a Rolex or thanks for coming out because when he goes into some of these teams, he knows he's not getting the job. Sure. Like when San Diego interviews Leslie Frazier, like I hope they play for his pain ticket. They give him a couple good nights in L.A., you know what I'm saying? Because it's no disrespect to any of these coaches that get an interview. But I want it to be known. I think it's just kind of partial to me that these guys are going to, they're going to know. You got to know when you're less. Oh, yeah. These guys are smart. Come on. Yeah. And Leslie Frazier's already had two interviews already from what I've heard with two different teams. But guess what? He ain't getting hired. Maybe he will. I thought Leslie Frazier's a good coach. He got a bad rap last time he played, He coached. Yeah, in uh, Minnesota? Yeah, like, I think he's a good coach. Like, they jumped the gun on this guy too quick, so I think he's going to have a fighting chance. But he's not getting the job in San Diego. No. He's not getting the job in New England. Not in Washington. And he's not getting the job in Washington. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, anything you want to say about uh, Week 18 last week? It was, well, I mean, for me, the big one was Jacksonville blowing the big one. Oh, by the way, I took Tennessee. <laughs> but we both actually, so we'll, we'll go back. We'll look at our uh, predictions Some from the, the beginning of the season. Some of the picks were so tough because it was tough to get there. Yeah. You know, because you just knew who wasn't playing, what was going on. No, but I want to go back even further to our picks uh, from the beginning of the season for who was going to win the division, who was going to be in the playoffs. I said the Rams would be in the playoffs. So we'll, we'll start AFC. Oh. So both of us had Buffalo to win the AFC East. Which they did. By some miracle that happened. Because yes. for a while that was in doubt. At week six. Or week 12 didn't look too good. Okay. But in week three, I was like, oh, that was a bad pick. Yeah. Uh, AFC North, you had Baltimore winning. Baltimore won. I had yeah. Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, I'll still stand by that wasn't a bad pick. No. Just everything went wrong for Cincinnati. And, and like, they still end up 9-8, and eight, which is going to be bode well next year because their defense is underrated. But they're in a bit of a cap trouble. They're going to lose some guys, yeah. especially on offense. So we'll see how uh, that shows up next year. 
AFC South, we both picked Jacksonville. Yes, and those losers. Eight and three to nine and eight. Unbelievable. Just what a fall off. Uh, Houston ended up winning that division. Uh, none of us had Houston in the playoffs. I don't even think we thought Houston was going to be close. We Sleeping all... on C.J. Stroud, obviously. But, and like, the coach, D'Amico Ryans. Like, that's that's a, fair. They're like the Vancouver of when we started talking the season, or Vancouver and Winnipeg, where we yeah, said, I don't think so. And then look at Houston rose up. Yep. Yeah, especially once you got to like, what, week four, you're like, oh, Houston might this, be for this, real. The, yes, exactly. Uh, AFC West, we both had Kansas City. Kansas City won. Yep. Wild cards. You had Cleveland. And they're in, aren't Cleveland they? Cleveland is in. Yes. I had Pittsburgh. Right. Pittsburgh, by some miracle, made it in. We both had Miami, right? We both had the Jets. Oh, right, because Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. None Aaron of us Aaron picked R- Miami. Okay. No. Uh, I picked Baltimore. Mm-hmm. They end up winning the division. And, and I you, picked Cincy. You, no, you picked the Chargers. Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought they were going to have their big year. <laughs> Losers. Uh, NFC. NFC East. We both picked Philadelphia. They ended but- up. Make it into the wild card instead. But we both, but we 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 went back and forth in that. We both we both we picked Philadelphia and Dallas to the playoffs. So. Yes, we okay, we both okay. of us had Dallas as wild cards. Okay. Um, obviously Dallas won the division. Yep. Both of us has Detroit winning the NFC North. God bless the Detroit Lions. Both of us had San Fran winning the NFC West. Yeah. Both of us struck out big time with NFC South. I had New Orleans. You had Atlanta. Ended up being Tampa Bay. Yes, and I had the Saints making the playoffs. You had too. the did Saints in the wild card. Yes, you did. Yeah. Uh, you had the Rams winning the uh, wild card okay, spot. Yeah. They made yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. And then I had Seattle and the Giants as my other wild cards. The worst pick of the year is the Giants. I agree. Uh-huh. Even though they had a nice comeback at the end, that is the worst pick. Too of little, the- too late. Yeah, yeah. But that's the worst pick of the year. Go stand in the corner. We both got burned because we did not know Aaron Rodgers would blow out his Achilles on the, the fourth first, snap of yeah. the year. So that's expectable. And the Chargers are, I think, one of the biggest disappointments. Bad coach. Should have known. Okay. That, the guy who's supposed to be the defensive guru couldn't make a stop on defense. Okay. So now let's talk about the biggest tournament of the year and the games that are coming. I'm in a pool. If I can get you in, Andrew, it's only 15 bucks, but you have to pay. You have to pick right now who you think is going to win the Super Bowl over who. Okay. So if you want in, I can get you in like tomorrow. I'll be getting it all in. Don't worry about the cash thing. You just, okay. I'll give you a chance to give me, give me your picks. But so, um, what we do is we cheat every year. We put in two or three cards to cover our ass. But I think we should put That's one. That's not in. cheating if you're paying for it. Exactly. So I think we should put in one under the under the moniker of House That Happens. That's uh, no. You got to pick us who's going to the Super Bowl. You have to go right before the playoffs start. Okay. You have to pick who's going to win the Super Bowl and who they're going to beat. And then you have to pick every game in the playoffs. So for example, Houston, Cleveland. Cleveland's favored by two, right? Yes, they are. Okay, so point spread. So what you have to do is you have to pick the winner by the spread and the winner straight up. Oh shit! And they're they so they're they they're all worth points. So if you get points, you get so much. In the first round, they're worth so much. The second round is worth a little bit more. And third round, at the mm. end of the thing, hence the reason we won with New England right, beating right. the greatest show in turf. That's it because we picked before the playoffs started. We picked. Buff, uh, the New England Patriots and Tom Brady to wow. beat Kurt Warner and only one in seventy-five people. The only one that picked it. That's wow. a historically great pick. No kidding. Yep. My thing is that like I don't really have any like real hot takes, so I feel like it's almost not worth it to. Oh no, we're gonna we gotta do a house that happens. We okay. just take Baltimore. I'm saying one on my own. I don't know if it's worth it. Okay, but no, we'll put it under the house that happens moniker and we'll decide as we move it along. Okay, because right now we're gonna say 
Who do you think is going to win? I think San Francisco is going to beat um, Buffalo. In you think Buffalo is going to the Super Bowl? They're the only team that's going to beat uh, that I think can beat Baltimore. Wow. I'm a little concerned about the Lamar Jackson record going back to college in big games. He's 1-4 in his playoff career and got smoked both times he was Louisville in a big bowl game. However, times have changed. So on my other card, I'm taking Baltimore to beat San Francisco. <laughs> so, so let's get at it without taking multiple. You know what? what? My, my dark horse is going to be Cleveland. Oh, me too. I mean, the Joe Flacco magic does not look like it's slowing down anytime soon. I think they're going to ride that. Okay, so I have one issue with the whole thing before we start making our picks, so to speak. How long have I been on the Rams bandwagon? Oh, I know. How long? Oh, who are they playing primetime Sunday night? The Detroit Lions. Oh, my Lions. God. I am just petrified beyond myself. And bro, my brother, you think it's no biggie. I think the Lions are going to win, too. But you act like this is a foregone conclusion. It's not. Have you seen the Lions secondary? Not great. Did you see the Rams coming down the home stretch? You know the only game they lost was to Baltimore, prohibitive Super Bowl no, champion right. with right. a punt return. Yep. That's the only loss that freaking the Rams have had coming down home. They beat everybody. You know what I think is an X factor to Detroit's? I forgot the guy's name. I think it's one of the tackles. Has not looked great lately. What, on offense? Yeah, well, your offensive tackles. Oh, yeah, no, I think it's a center. Is it? Yeah, it's a center rag now. He's not pro, but he's had knee problem. So that's kind of scary. I think Donald's going to eat his lunch. Well, we're going to see because they got the rookie guy. Remember I said there's nobody on – nobody knows who the Ram defense is? And I'm on, and Two other guys made all pro. Yeah. One guy's rookie. He's going to be rookie defensive player of the year. And you guys are gonna, probably going to be missing Laporta. Yeah, that hurts. No, it's 50-50 chance as of now. Not great. Okay, so let's go through the picks now because we are at our designated time, which yeah. we've done. Really and we missed well. our hockey picks. We'll get to that after. Okay, but, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Why don't you do the hockey picks really quick first? Uh, no, we're in football mode. Let's do. Okay. Let's do football. First game Saturday, four thirty. Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. Cleveland favored by two on the road. I just talked about how Cleveland's my dark horse. As you like to say, defense travels, and Cleveland might have the best, or at least one of the best defenses oh. in the NFL, at least oh. a defensive player of the year in Miles Garrett. Joe Flacco, that magic keeps on going. Amari Cooper, spectacular year. I'm picking the Browns. Okay, so I was all over this when I thought about it, but now that I'm figuring about that crowd in Houston and C.J. Stroud and his ability – I'm going to take Houston. Wow. I've changed my mind. The home dog. I'm taking the home dog, okay? Okay, and Saturday night primetime, this is the last Kansas game. Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City. <laughs> this is the last game I'll be able to watch before I go camping. I'm a little bit upset about that. I'm yeah. missing a bunch of great football. Yeah. Uh, but either way, Miami Dolphins at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs favored by five at home. Miami has been... Just crummy and anything fraudulent, below, especially in weather below like ten degrees Celsius. Did you see the record? Not even freezing weather below ten Celsius. Like, come on, get right out they, of here! They're zero and twelve. Zero and twelve. Is it in their last games in that weather? I seen a stat the Ridiculous. other day. It's just so bad. But you know, they say if you grow up in the southeast, and Miami gets those teams, you just don't get used to it. So Miami at KC, we're all to and, and KC's only favored by three and a half, right? Five. Five because five of the by five. Or they're going to beat them by more. It's going to be a tough spread because if the weather is as bad as they say it is, it's going to be tough scoring. Yeah. Uh, next up, Sunday at 1 p.m. is Pittsburgh against Buffalo. Buffalo favored by 10 points at home. 
Pittsburgh's record in the playoffs lately, not so good. I think they're going to get smashed by 20. Give me the Bills. Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, well, I'm on the Buffalo bandwagon, and I think that what's going to happen is uh, I hope Eugenie Bouchard keeps um, – what? um What's his name again, the quarterback for Pittsburgh? I'm forgetting his name. Can he pick it? No. Oh. oh. I'm having a complete brain uh, fart. Uh, he's got the uh, Rudolph. Yeah, Mason Rudolph, yeah, yeah. The, the most redneck name I've ever heard my entire life. He must be straight out of Arkansas. Anyways, Eugenie Bouchard is his fiance. Get out of town. Yeah, I had no idea. they've been going the over. The pickleball star herself. Yes, now that she's gone there, uh, she's Mason Rudolph's uh, honey, so I hope she keeps his pills warm enough. She says Taylor but, Swift. Yes, yeah, she says Taylor Swift, but I'm taking Buffalo too. Okay, Buffalo for a second sense. there, I thought you were going to take uh, Pittsburgh, to be honest. but uh, On one of the cards that I take in this pool, I will take one with Pittsburgh in the points because that's are, ten and a half points. Like Buffalo wins by nine. You're going to be surprised? Mm, I, a little bit, just because of the way Pittsburgh's been lately. Yeah, but they pulled it out. Their defense is solid. You got to respect, but you know what? Uh, no TJ Watt. No TJ Watt. And like their playoff record, like the last, like what, five years has been brutal. We're taking Buffalo. Well, remember when they got smashed by Cleveland the first round. Uh, next up, Saturday midday, Green Bay Packers at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys favored by some points at home. How about them Cowboys? I hope they rot in hell. But. I'm taking Dallas. <laughs> yeah, so am I. But on, like I said, this is how you cheat in that pool I'm in. I'll take one card where I will take. Uh, I'll take um, these guys in the points. That's how you sneak through. If there's sure. an upset, that gets you the points ahead because everyone's going to take the same. A lot of it, eh? so you got to sneak. That's it in the problem there. with a lot of these pools. Yeah, and I, but you got that, that's how we won in the past. We we in the last ten years, well, we won way back in the day. It's twenty years ago, but we placed a couple times by taking sneaky little picks like that. You know what I mean? Right. But, but nothing's guaranteed. Come on, of course son. not. So we're both on the Cowboys. I think they're going to smash at home, to be honest. I don't even want to talk about the next game because I'm going to tell you what. I am so damn nervous that I'm beyond nervous. I'm telling you that right now. I'm taking my Lions. And what's the spread? So, hold on. Right? Let, me, well, let me introduce it. Sunday prime time. Oh. LA Rams at the Detroit oh. Lions. Lions favored by three points at home. Oh. So you're on Detroit. Oh, come on. I got to. I got to. The one X factor here is that the Rams really stink on special teams. Yeah, but it doesn't matter when they're up by ten. Did you see? Did you did you see? Our... <laughs> that, that's my point. I think Stafford's gonna smoke in his return home cruise. I'm sorry, but I'm going with the Rams. Oh, oh, and I and I don't. Okay, here here's a proof in the pudding. And, and if Joe, if you're listening, remember that. Did you see what Justin Jefferson did to us? Even though we beat Minnesota, no yes. problem. Did you see what? No. Well, for a while there, it didn't look like no problem. It was a tight game there for a bit. And then we, our defense came up and we could score because we're better in Minnesota and all those guys made business decisions. They were getting on planes to go to Aruba, Bermuda, and Jamaica the next morning, so they didn't care. But let's look at it this way. They had Justin Jefferson and Madison who do, didn't do a lot. But what, is that, what does L.A. have? Puka. Oh, yeah. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Atwell. Atwell. And the tight end, uh, Higby, and their running back's great. Now, I don't think you're going to run a lot on us because we got a good run defense. But Goff has got to have the best game of his life because they're calling this the Stafford Bowl, eh? Of course. And did you hear the, the local – and I don't agree with this. I don't agree with this. Did you hear the local radio oh, no. in Detroit? They were asking for a ban on Stafford jerseys <laughs> for the game. Okay, my brother told me about this, actually. That's weak. 
That is weak. That's totally weak. You know what? That's I'm, bad juju right there. Oh, it's killing me. Everything about that because I think I've told you this a number of times, including last year. After all is said, hey, Maddie, I'm, you're not my friend on Sunday. This guy's like my top five player of all time. I've seen him play through those hard days in Detroit where everybody didn't realize it. And people, oh, Stafford's not that good. Stafford's this. Stafford's that. I'm telling you, no, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They just showed a video clip on, I think it was NFL Today or the NFL Insiders, which is my favorite show. Do you ever see the Insiders? Yeah. Best NFL, best with uh, RC and uh, what's his name with the braids and all that. Did you see the show where they were showing Stafford throwing in his second year and Stafford throwing this year? He's been throwing these crazy-ass passes since yeah, the beginning of time. he's been the time. same. He's been the same. And, and, and you know what? And I'll put this up there, and, and uh, people don't realize this. You talk about how hard Josh Allen throws. Nobody in the league throws the ball harder than Matt Stafford. That's a gimme. And it's been that since day one. And I love this guy. And if you know how many times that this guy died and got killed trying to get the Lions to win. And remember the time he cracked his collarbone and still won the game? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. this is I love you, Matt Stafford, but this is the only time in my life I'm cheering against you. I'm taking the Lions. Okay. And last but not least, the Monday nighter on Super Wildcard Weekend. Philadelphia at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Philly favored by three on the road. I have no faith in Philly. They've been just an absolute dumpster fire in December. Tampa Bay, I mean, not the greatest team ever, but they're playing at home. Give me the home dog, Tampa Bay. Okay. God bless Blaker Mayfield. You had a great, great shot at making the comeback time of your life. Andrew, were you watching football last weekend? I was. Okay. As bad as Philadelphia was, <laughs> and the New York Jets coming on. Giants. New York Giants coming on. The Tampa Bay Bucks could only score nine points against Carolina. Carolina had two touchdowns called back, one on a phantom play. How in the hell? You know what? I don't care who's playing. Tampa Bay is gone. And I'm, this is the, this is this is such a way that the playoffs goes. Tampa Bay should be happy. They got Philadelphia because if they got any of the other these wild cards, if they're playing the Rams, who would you take? But they're not playing the Rams. Okay, they're, they're playing play- Philadelphia, who's been an absolute dumpster fire. This is their chance to redeem themselves in Jaylen the playoffs. Jalen Hurts has that finger. You've seen how fucked up that finger looks. They're going to be going for that finger. And I'll tell you what, Baker Mayfield, he's got that. He's got that thing where when he's considered, when everyone believes in him, he's whatever. But when he's got that underdog mentality, oh, watch out for Baker. Baker had to win last week to get in the playoffs, and they won. Thank God it was against Carolina. And did you hear the rest of our show, what we had to say about Carolina? The guy could score three field goals against Carolina. If Philadelphia goes into Tampa Bay and wins big, I think the next round they might have Dallas. No, they'll have San Fran. Uh, no, well, it depends on how that Rams-Detroit game goes. If no, because the- there's no reseeding. No, there is. Is there reseeding yeah. in football? Well, because there's, yeah, there is reseeding. There's reseeding. Oh, there's reseeding, yeah. so you play first and last. Okay, so that means Philadelphia's got to go to San Fran. Because San Fran... Unless the Rams win, then they're going to Dallas. Who? Rams going to Dallas? No, if the Rams win, they go to San Francisco. But if, let's say, Philly and Dallas both win, it's going to be Philly-Dallas in that case. Ooh, that's going to be good. So maybe it's better if Tampa Bay wins, because then Tampa Bay would have to go to San Francisco, right? I'd love uh, to see the Rams. the Rams win. If the Rams win, then it, like if if Tampa and the Rams both win, then it would be Tampa Bay going to Dallas. So what, I think, Tampa I think Bay's Ta- got a better record than uh, no, they have a better seating. 
because they because they won their division. Oh yeah, so the division. The so seed, yeah, right? so they always get that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm also one thing I didn't say. I think Dallas is poised to go on a run. I think they're going to make it all the way to the championship game this year, and then and get then their asses kicked by San Fran. Yeah, yeah, that, that's going to happen. And I hope. <laughs> Sorry, so, Dom. I, can't say, I, I, I know you're a Dallas it. fan, but I mean, I guess that's not so bad considering uh, recent years. Okay, well, whatever the case may be, I'm just saying I'm I'm very, 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 very. Uh, what would you say? Nervous about the playoffs? I'd imagine. Big shout out to MCDC for getting us this far. Big shout out to Goff. Don't be nervous, but I mean, Goff played in the Super Bowl. So he, he should know. The that, most boring Super Bowl of all time. <laughs> no, that's because New England just ate you down. <laughs> ate you down. And that's only good. you got to give McVay credit because his defense showed up against Brady. It did. It was one of the greatest defensive Super Bowls of all time. That's why everyone says it's boring. It because, <laughs> because they didn't get the chess part of the game. That's uh, what I'm saying. That. So we're all good for football? We're all good. Good luck, all Detroit right. Lions. Please so help me. a little me. update right now. Uh Leafs tied 3-3 going into the third. Matthews, two goals. Shouldn't be a shock. Um, oh, they're playing in New York, right? In, yeah, on the island. 3-3. I got, don't tell me anymore because I got a tape. Oh, fair enough. Okay. My bad. Uh, we'll get into our hockey picks then for Saturday. It's, okay, a, it's okay. a super Saturday. All 32 teams in action. Oh, yeah, that's right because it's before the thing. Okay, before we go any further, I think I had a good week picking last week, better than usual. But just tell me this. Don't tell me the score. Man. How are my You were 7 for 12 last week. That's 60%. Okay, I don't know. In weeks past, you would have said that's not great, but okay. Well, I have a little I digress. Bit okay, we'll get to that. But anyways, uh, is it going to be worth it to watch the Habs tonight? Don't tell me the score. I'm not telling you. Oh, I'm so nervous. Uh, so first up, New York Rangers at the Washington Capitals. I'm taking New York. How's Ovechkin doing lately, buddy? He broke that uh, goalless drought. And how many has he got since then? We'll, we'll how many has he got since the goalless drought? Uh, let's count. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, okay. So you're taking the Rangers, then I take it. Oh, yeah. Vancouver Canucks at the Buffalo Sabres. I'm taking Van. Okay, yeah. Oh, Van's on a nice run. Remember that? They, they stubbed their toe, but now they're... They, and they're not going to lose They're putting some distance themselves between Vegas oh, and... Oh, yeah, Atlanta, yeah, 100%. Okay, so... on Vancouver. Okay, just wait. So we're both taking the Rangers, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so... You don't have to write these down. I, I'm taking... Try, I can just send this to you. Oh, yeah, send that to yeah. me. Okay, 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 please do. Uh, San Jose Sharks at the Ottawa Senators. San Jose's got to win one sometime. Why not in Ottawa? I'm taking the Sharks. Okay, is that the second game? Do we miss a game? So it was Rangers, Washington, and what was the next? Vancouver, Buffalo. Oh, yeah, we're taking Van all day. Okay. Then San Jose, Ottawa? I won't be watching it. Neither will I. No, Ottawa's going to win. Okay, Ottawa. I'll, I'll take Ottawa. Okay. New Jersey at Florida. I'm on Florida. I say New Jersey for the upset. Ooh, okay. New Jersey for... Is, is Hughes playing? Is he back? I don't know. It's still a couple days it's away. Day, it's day yeah. to day, right? So we won't nah, know. Nah, we'll take Florida. I'm not sure. I'll take Florida. I'll stay Florida. Florida's got... You know what? I think they're angry because the way they got bitch slapped in the finals last year. I don't want to play Florida in the playoffs. No, neither do I. No. I Might have to, though, if you're the Leafs. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh at Carolina. I'm on Carolina. Yes, because Carolina's on. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Uh, you're the king of flip-flopping today. Because I've been watching. I like the way Pittsburgh's been playing lately. Even though the Tangs look terrible. Absolutely terrible. How much of that do you think is the Carlson effect? Maybe he's trying too hard. But the giving up the puck in your own zone bullshit. You're a veteran, man. You see some of your highlights when they, when they go against Pittsburgh. But Look some who's guys, on they the need ice. Like more minutes to get going. Now, all of a sudden, on that right side, Carlson just sucked up all those minutes. Which he should because he's playing better I'm hockey. Just saying, though, but that might be a detriment to your team, though. I never thought about it like that. But what time I watch Pittsburgh and there's a bad goal? 
You look on the ice. Yeah, yeah, you see I, I, that? I, think I said it on the show. When I was in Pittsburgh, Latang was pretty brutal. Uh, he's looked awful. And even when they came back to Toronto, that was he was even worse. Okay, but when they won they, that great game last week, when they beat Boston 6-5 on the Thursday night, the hype game, yeah. when Boston made the comeback, who was on the ice for two of those bad goals? Latang. <laughs> Okay, uh, who are they playing again? Carolina? Yeah. I take Carolina at home on a Saturday oh night. Oh, my God, you're flipping again. I, I got to take Carolina at home. Saturday uh, night home teams win a lot. Seattle at Columbus. I'm taking Columbus. Really? Home team on... You just said home team on a Saturday, Saturday night. Oh, God. There's another game I won't be watching. I'm taking Seattle. Okay. LA at Detroit. I'm on, I'm on the Kings. Uh, Detroit on Saturday night at Caesars. I'm taking the, the Red Wings. Okay. LA's been a bit of a weird lately. They're better on the road, though. They are, but they just—I've seen a couple games where they puked it up. I was—I'm uh, still saying I think it's that mid-season thing they that they're still selling. Yeah, yeah. It seems a little something went on there. Edmonton at Montreal. I, we talked about that magic on Saturday night. So give me the Habs. Oh my God, you're killing me. Uh, I'm gonna skip this game. <laughs> That's not an option, sir. Oh my God. I think Edmonton's going to slap us. Wow. Even yeah. though Montreal, I believe every Saturday night game in Montreal has been a one-goal game this year. And it has been. They got a point almost every time. Like and they've they only the, lost like two, I think. On Saturday. Yeah. No, no. Edmonton's going to national TV. I'm scared. Anaheim at Tampa Bay. Give me the lightning. All day. That I'm, should be yeah. I'm still taking, I would have been shocked if you chose Anaheim no, again. No, no, no. I'm still on that Tampa Bay bandwagon. Huge. Colorado at Toronto. This is the one I'm scared to pick. But just on principle, I'm going to pick the Leafs. Okay, I'm going to take Colorado to stop the winning streak that Toronto will be on. Okay. That's what I'm taking. So you're predicting they're going to beat the Islanders tonight. We'll see how poorly this ages. Oh, yeah. They uh, should be winning. That must be a crazy game. Is it 3-3? 3-3 going to the third. Oh, it'll be great. I'll be watching that when I go home. Excellent. Okay. Philly at Winnipeg. I'm going with the Jets. All day. Philly has don't know what to do on the road anymore. Dallas at Chicago. Give me Dallas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arizona at Minnesota. I'm going to take the Wild. All day start. They they gotta make a move. They're they they got to start. They're not winning. Remember, they I got said a lot they, of injuries though. Yeah, bag load of injuries. And their goaltending's been bad. Oh, I can't believe it's that bad. They got two guys that are decent. They just not look. Remember a couple weeks ago I said I think Minnesota's gonna make a move. Yeah. They won two and then they lost three. Yeah. You know. So uh, I'll still take Mini at home. Mini. So we're both on the wild. Uh, yeah. Islanders at Nashville. I'm gonna take the Predators at home. No, Islanders are on a roll. I'm taking the Islanders. And you're taking the Predators? I'm taking Nashville. No, I'm taking the Islanders. Boston at St. Louis. Give me Boston. Oh, all day. And last but not least, Calgary at Vegas. You know, I'm picking Vegas. Yeah, because Vegas has been losing some weird games. They can't afford to lose to, to, to Calgary. You know what? Another thing is talking about Canadian teams. What happened to Calgary? Are they going to be a team that's going to be like a top? Are they going to be in the lottery maybe? No, they're, I don't think they're going to be that bad. They're probably going to pick in the top 10. Definitely, but do you think they're going to be sellers? They'll be big-time sellers at the trade deadline. Oh, for sure. Tanev is oh, a big he's one. Not, he, Lindholm. Like I said, he's already been linked to Colorado. Oh, yeah. The, uh, I've heard Tanev, Lindholm, and uh, Jake Allen of Montreal. And the guy you talked about, uh, the defenseman where? Another defenseman somewhere? Heshi. Yeah. But I think Carolina's going to hang on to him. Yeah. but It's uh, like their own rental, even though I hate that term. But, uh, but all four of them. Every time you turn on whatever show you talk about, MLB Network. You know, I wish, I mean, uh, NHL Network. You know what I like about NHL Network? You get to hear some guys on there 
But before we go, NHL Network has the same problem as MLB. Well, they're run by the same people. Okay. Have you seen the girl that sits down and interviews people on <laughs> NHL Network? Jackie Redman? She got red hair too? Yeah. <sighs> she used to be work for Sportsnet, right? I don't know what's her. She's smoking just. Yeah, I think it's. <laughs> I think it's. We're talking about the same one. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's got her own show, apparently, or something now. Oh, I, don't I know. wonder why. <laughs> Come on. I seen her in her black cat woman looking suit the other night, and I went, oh my God. But we're not supposed to be gratuitous about this in we're the year not. 2024. No. Uh, a couple. But, so you brought up the MLB. A couple of quick baseball hits. So Vladdy will be heading to arbitration. What? And, and Juan Soto just set the arbitration record. He got awarded thirty-one million. Wow, Vladdy's going to arbitration. Vladdy is. It looks like that the uh, negotiations broke down, by the looks of it. Between him and the Jays. Yeah. And what did I tell you? I didn't think Vladdy'd be on the team within five years. <laughs> That's on record as saying. Because you know what, Vladdy wants Juan Soto money, and he's he hasn't performed at that level. No. But he's going to get twenty-five in arbitration. Likely. If they don't, if they, if they don't, if because if, the Jays are notorious for killing arbitration cases, if Vladdy goes to arbitration, I say he's gone within two years. Yeah, whenever his first chance out yeah, there, right? they'll they'll trade him first, which is too bad. Yeah, because we love the kid. Anything else you'd like to say? Well, Cruz, there is one thing. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Marco Antonio, a uh, listener of the show, listens every week. Uh, Hi, Marco. How are you listener. doing? Thank you very much for listening. Uh, he had a question he wanted to give us, so. He said, hey, for your next podcast, I have a question about college football. Oh. I don't have much experience with it, but if you can explain the different bowls, example, the Rose Bowl, and why they call them that. Also, I see the players with stickers on their helmets, which I don't understand why. Okay, that's very easy. This is for college football number one. So, do not want me to... I want to see... Well, I want to see what you say, and then I'll read uh, what I researched. Okay. Number one is the Rose Bowl has been there 100 years now. Over in, Pas- years. in Pasadena, mm-hmm. which has always been a celebration of what? Well, it's a celebration of roses, flowers. Exactly. Yeah. And the Rose Bowl has been the granddaddy of bowls, which is a Big Ten, Pac-10 um, championship since beginning of time. However, as a college football um, has, uh, what do you call it, has evolved, and you have the college playoffs, um, sometimes it's not always a Pac-10 or a Big Ten team because um, – those two teams aren't in it. Yeah. So like one year Alabama played in the Rose Bowl. Okay. And all the names of the bowls used to be based on the Orange Bowl was because it was in Florida and had oranges. The Cotton Bowl because it was a Cotton Bowl in Texas. All of that has been taken away now. Fiesta Bowl in New Orleans because they were the Mardi, Mardi Gras Sugar guys. Bowl in New Orleans. Sugar Bowl, yeah, whatever. Fiesta Bowl's Arizona. Yeah, well, that's the same thing. It's a celebration of time. However, all of those things, the only one that have those names anymore now is because it's corporate. <laughs> so they just stole it all and became the edible... What's that thing? Ta- what's that thing we were talking about? The, the mascot you could eat? Oh, the Pop-Tart Bowl. The Pop-Tart Bowl. No, well, those, are, the- well, those aren't like, okay, that's the, the orange bowl. It's always going to stick around. But, okay, this is what I read. So okay. I know uh, why. The, I can tell you why they have the things on the helmet, but continue. Why would they name the, the bowls? The Pasadena Tournament of Roses Association funded yep. the East-West football game in 1902 to fund the Rose Parade. So I didn't know this before. So the Rose yeah. Bowl Parade existed before Oh, yeah, that, the Rose that, that, that's bowl what itself. I should have said. Yeah, that's, yeah. it's a celebration so, of roses. I knew that. Yeah, yeah and uh, it's Before funny. football. Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny is my mom said my grandparents actually used to watch the Rose Bowl parade every new year. Oh, yeah. That Not was the huge. game, just the parade. The parade. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how big it was. And yeah. It wasn't on this year, was it? 
Uh, it's, it, someone, it's gotta be on somewhere. ESPN four. Uh but you're gonna love this. So the very first East West football game in nineteen oh two, Michigan played Stanford. Michigan won the game forty nine nothing and Stanford quit in the third quarter. Yeah, oh no, we killed them. We we, <laughs> we like and you know that, you know, I'm really glad to believe that because I know Michigan was the first winner. Not only that, we won some great bowl games there and we still didn't win the national championship. Well, no. I, well, this time you were. Michigan finished eleven and zero and were crowned national champions. Yeah. But the game was so lopsided that they didn't play the game again until nineteen sixteen. Deciding to instead host chariot races, ostrich races, yeah. Oh, yeah. and probably ostrich everything races. else besides a football team where one team gave up. Oh yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> but uh, Marco, can I tell you one thing? I'm hold a, on. I'm not down yet. Uh, okay. So uh, this kind of goes into like why is name that? So the crowds had gotten so large that the Pasadena Tournament of Roses Association commissioned the Rose Bowl, mar- modeled after the Yale Bowl, obviously yep. the Yale University. Yep. Uh, named for its shape, literally a bowl. Uh, the Rose Bowl is the 16th largest stadium in the world, by the way, 92,452 capacity. The game was named after the stadium. Uh, other cities followed suit and created their own festivals with football games surrounding it using the bowl name. Yeah. Even though, like, so or Orange Bowl, Cotton Bowl, those are still bowls, but like the Sugar Bowl, that's not playing a bowl shaped stadium. No. No. And neither is Fiesta. No. And essentially, these are like. Uh, like playoff games. These are like championship games for these playoff teams. 100%. That's yep. where it's gone. It's gone corporate. But Marco, I'm going to give you a little history uh, that you may not know about. And it's just, it kills me every time. But as Andrew will tell you, I'm a bigger music guy than anything in life. And in my house, Jimi Hendrix is God. And one of his most famous albums is Band of Gypsies, which he recorded on two shows on New Year's Eve and two shows on New Year's Day. So if you want to go check the recording... Of two shows each day? Each day. Wow. One in the afternoon, one at night. So there's a four famous shows. They put them together, and they put out the album Band of Gypsies. A famous album. One of my, when my 65 of 65 comes out, Band of Gypsies is in top 10. However, just before he goes into the classic song, Who Knows, or is a power of soul, I don't want to say I'm wrong, so good there. Jimi Hendrix comes on and says... I just want to thank USC for beating Michigan in the Rose Bowl. I'm really glad we beat the hell out of Michigan. And as much as I love that album, I cringe every time I hear Jimi Hendrix going, I'm really glad you beat Michigan. That's I a little side, note, little side note in history. Uh, and as for the stickers, so that came about in 1968, Ohio State football coach First Ernie Biggs. Was it uh, Ernie Biggs? I thought it was Woody Hayes. Yeah, I read Ernie Biggs in my research. What year? 1968. Really? Okay. So he's looking for ways to motivate his players. Yep. And thought, hmm, why not give out stickers to show off these guys' uh, achievements? So, yep. and those could be mean anything. So you can be like, you know, you get one each for like a, a team win. You get one for a touchdown. Maybe you get a like sack. Th- yeah, maybe yeah, th- and then maybe you get like three if you return like a pick six or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's no like rule on like how many you can give out. And actually. In my research, I read about Michigan, how uh, Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh brought it back. I was going to well, say. And he, and he brought a look, neat little twist to it where basically like, each player has like every uh, immediately, like automatically each player gets like their own unique one with like their name and like their area code, yeah. which I think that's kind of cool. It's kind of like serializing it. Like, yep. th- this is like the only Michigan football helmet that's going to look exactly like this. Exactly. Right? I think that's very cool. And he gives out one for uh, each team win, two for each conference win. 
and then obviously like the individual accolades ones, yes. yeah yeah that's why because my wife was asking me about that the other day why is it going a certain way and i said it's for accomplishments i didn't know until now that he got one you get different ones for the conference i should have known this but until this year i didn't realize you got what different ones for a conference win and then one just for if you play like bowling green yeah one for a, a regular win and then two for a conference win. yeah two for a conference win but it's uh it's very interesting to do it and i think there's only one other school that does it i think utah has incorporated the stickers i think yeah because why did ohio state take them away no ohio state's the one that started it they are are the yeah the the buckeye leaf the buckeye they they, they started it but i think uh besides michigan i think it's utah don't get me wrong we should research that no utah uh yeah florida state does it too do they not florida state does it? yeah like there's a bunch of red like clemson does it oh yeah clemson does it too the pop yeah Yeah, the pie yeah um i think it's a great idea i think so too especially because you're a college career because it's only been so long and you, and you judge it by there. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Marco, thank you so much for bringing this up because it's always good to add a little bit of history yep. to the show that we bring, correct? We educate the people at the house that happens. And yes, we want you to know once and for all that this is also the host that says, if Matt Stafford beats the Detroit Lions, I will be the most miserable human being on the planet. Don't contact me. My phone will be turned off. I will be unlivable. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and also, we this is our third show in a row recording at 409 Collision Center. Thank you, Abby, very much. But we're, we're holding yeah, thank you up for housing the, us. And we're holding up the fort for Shoeys. We'll be back before you know it. Is there anything else you want to bring up, buddy? That is about it. I'm uh, looking forward to camping this week with the fam. Hope you have a great weekend watching football. I certainly will. Um, and thank everybody for listening. We'd be nothing without you guys. We never forget that. Marco, that's huge. Anybody else that's got a question for us, please bring it up. Absolutely. And this is how this happens. And hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And what do we do? We, we keep, keep the, the vibe, vibe alive. alive. You can find The House That Happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens. And follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com.